Just in time for summer. Don't you want to feel really good about your complexion? All you have to do is listen to the No Agenda Show. We'll even throw in a free Pride coin just for $33.33. It's going on right now, all summer long, right here at NoAgendaShow.com. Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's Saturday, July 31st, 2010. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination, Episode 222. This is No Agenda. I am your humble agent known as the former Soviet spy. I come to you from the Hilltop Watchtower, Crackpot Command Center in Gitmo Nation West in the People's Republic of Southern California. In the morning, I'm Adam Curry. And from Northern Silicon Valley where it's Saturday and nothing happens until I say hit it. I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. And it's so true. We wait for you to tell me to hit it and then boy do I. I should change these to slam it. <laughs> no, no. In the morning, uh, John. In the morning to you and to all the listeners and all the ships at sea. And, of and course. And the HR people. Now, well, do I get to say anything now? You're just stealing all my... You already took my ships at sea, and now you're taking my human resources. I won't stand for it, Dvorak. I don't get the human resources thing. I have to be honest about it. Where it's, did that come from? It's human resources. We are... All we are is just sources of energy for well, the... You're, I see what you're doing. For, you're, you're referring to the listeners. I thought you were, you were talking to some specific human resource person. No, I always say, if you ever listen to me, which we know you don't, I always course, say, well, who does? and our human resources at noagendachat.com who are standing by and are all charged up and ready for our government because uh, they, uh, they, mm-hmm. they like us that way. Get it? Oh, now I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to start off uh, today, John, with <laughs> something funny happened. Something funny happened yesterday. Huh. Um, I did the Computer America show. Oh, yes, right. Which, uh, you were on apparently the whole show. For two hours. Did you listen to any of it by any chance? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. Well, you missed... Of course you didn't. Well, you missed uh, some real fun stuff. I decided to stream it live, my end, mm-hmm. on uh, No Agenda Stream, uh, which is great because, of course, I sent out the bat signal on the... Right. The stream it live out of your end, okay. Right. And so uh, everyone was in the chat room, and uh, so... You know, this was probably the best uh, promotion I ever could have done to show people why we are listener supported. <laughs> I mean, it was, it, it was, and the, the guy was a really nice guy, sweet guy, I'm sure. He's a nice guy. Well, this is not, this is the uh, the co-host, because I guess uh, the the regular guy was on they're vacation. The they're both pretty Carrie, cool. Right, yeah. yeah. But uh, he was by himself, and oh. yeah, so there's only 30 minutes in each hour of talk time anyway, and he'd come back from a break, and he'd start talking and talking and talking, and, t- and I'm not kidding, like five minutes he'd be talking, and then finally he'd be like, oh yeah, I've got to ask Adam a question, and then I'd start with my answer, and like, oh, well, it's time for a break. It's like every single time. It's like, oh my God, this is, this is unbelievable. And... Uh, Maybe he just doesn't have a lot of experience with a you know a guest host or whatever um, when he's by himself. So it, it was just a little weird. And I started at a certain point. I'm like, uh, he was you know, he was in a four minute uh, soliloquy, and I just went, uh, you know, I, I swear to God, I was just like off shooting bullets at him. You know, I did the uh, to the head. I did that. He's like, oh, I just got shot. I said, yes, you did. You know, I'm still here. But anyway, our producers in the chat room they were having none of this. They were just they 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 were like oh my god these commercial breaks etc and then the phone lines opened up and I'd like to share a, a short bit of uh, one phone call uh, 
Uh, you can only imagine that uh, it was our producers uh, calling in. On the line, we've got another caller, and uh, hopefully he's still there. John is listening to us in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. John, do we have you on the line? Yes, I'm here. Hi, John. My call. Well, thanks for holding. Um, I wanted to touch on a subject you had mentioned earlier in the show um, about someone starting a project and uh, not finishing it. Um, here's my situation. I woke up in the morning, and I had this idea to make these rings. And I had a designer make these rings. They're like medieval rings. They have an emblem on them, and I had producers lined up invested in this. I had members of a round table, and it seemed like I was always just working on them. Um, um, some advice from Adam on what exactly I needed to do to get these rings done. It's like one of my kids. <laughs> it was so funny. Dad, I, when are you going to finish cleaning the office? But, but what was funny was Carrie didn't get it. And at a certain point, he's like, well, you know, maybe you can uh, sell these at a Renaissance fair. And, and then he started, I swear to God, he started talking about swords and stuff. And I'm like, you know, I'm doing this. I'm uh, uh, right. You're never going to get invited back. No, I don't think so. But it was, you know, at one point he actually asked an interesting question, you know, and it was about um, the DMCA uh you know the the ruling that you can jailbreak phones and stuff, and I and I and I start answering, and then he starts disagreeing, and so I'm like, oh, this is going to be good, and then it's a commercial break, and then it's like it, he never brought it up again, you know. And at the end of the show, he's like, oh, I'd love to talk with you one day about. It was, it was like all about. He was trying. He's a no agenda fan. He may be listening. I, I hope he is because he. It would be good for him to learn a few things. Um, he, he, you know, I think he really wanted. He was almost like doing a no agenda type show, but he was doing it by himself. Yeah, well, you know, he's also, but you, you, you're tied up, you're hamstrung by the by the, by the format. And the, That's yeah, the real the format, problem. Yeah, it's true. And in fact, this is the case with uh, public radio. It's a case where you have a clock. Uh, I mean, even though public radio is supposed to be, uh, you know, so supposedly non-commercial, it's very commercial. I did slip all of that in. I was able to stu- talk about all that stuff. That was right, great. The stuff goes on. Uh, you know, the clock is like a, is it's usually a hard clock because most of these shows are syndicated, and so you have a, a moment at the twenty-minute mark where you just have to stop. Yeah. Because it goes to the local station for them to do a spot or say something or introduce themselves or whatever, promo their own material. And you don't have a lot. There's no leeway. So if you're right in the middle of something where the guy's really going to say something important, I mean, you really have to – you can't do it. You just can't continue conversations. You can't get on a roll. Yeah, you got you got to stop right then and there. And it was – it was, and we were actually talking about this very topic, and we were interrupted by an ad. You know, and, of course, the guy has to defend his, his model – Anyway, there's a. I'll, I'll find a link to it, but someone recorded the uh, the entire stream, so you actually hear what's happening uh, during the commercial breaks while Carrie and I are talking off air and stuff. It was just, it was, it was hilarious. And and I and what was going on in the chat room? It was just there was a whole secondary show happening <laughs> that happened outside of the entire Computer America show. But I appreciate the airtime, of course, because somewhere uh, someone heard it and uh, is probably tuning in because of it. Uh, so, yeah, so wondering that's, what the fuss is about. <laughs> yeah, what, what, what was all, what was that Curry talking about? But that's where the whole world's headed if we don't if we're not careful. That's the problem. That's why we're doing the show the way we do it. Uh, I mean that that and and ten other reasons. I mean it's not the only reason. We have a, a slew of reasons, uh, all rationalizations in some way, but. We've just made the decision. We do have some producers to announce this. We you know we go from. Uh, 
nobody. You had one person producing last show, and now we got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Six executive producers? No, we got one, two, three, four. Exec- Actually, we have a... Four, we're going to put a bunch of four executive producers and two associates. And three knighthoods, eh? Three knighthoods, yeah. It's funny because uh, <laughs> the DUI-help fellow, um, Joshua Dale, uh, he, uh, you know, I guess he got, <laughs> he was on the night program, $50 a month, and I guess at some point he, he got just, tired of waiting. Well, he started itching <laughs> after a while, you know. People are getting their knighthoods, and you're sitting there, and you're, you know. So um, he, he decided just to cough up $350 <laughs> just get to, in. Just to get there. Just get there. Let me, let me get tired there. of waiting for the race to end. <laughs> yeah, I have other analogies, but yeah, okay. So first of all, we have our, uh, let me find the right email. This is Paul Couture, right? Paul Couture, who is doing the coin challenge and uh, donating the majority of the of the profits and to is, the No Agenda show. Yeah, this is noagendafans.com is where you can uh, you can order your coins. These things are absolutely off the hook, John. Everyone is is loving them. And the price is right. It's like $33.33. Of course, if you want an attractive display case, uh, there's some uh, some added stuff, but uh, it's such a beautiful project um, that that Paul has put together. And we, boy, do we encourage this kind of stuff. Yeah, no, it's it's a stroke of genius. Um so he, in fact, he thinks he's going to be able to, to bring in f- uh, 12 nights, which he could probably do. But this this uh, week, uh, the credit uh, for the donation goes to, and I don't know whether Paul wants us to put him as the executive producer. No, I think, I think he's the executive producer, but the, the uh, night. The James that- Adamson will be the night. Okay. Well, right. Then we'll ask Paul Couture uh, with $667.44. Uh, dot com, which is actually attorney Joshua M. Dale. But we're putting duihelp.com because uh, he wants that. He wants it, yeah. Yeah, it's a plug. So they produced the show, executive produced 350. Matthew Payton. No stranger. Uh, uh, with no, uh, well, maybe he said and sent him an email, but I don't remember it. Deltona, Florida. Uh, well, I'll dig around and look into what we're doing the show. 33366. Hmm. So I don't know what that would be. Oh, He's, maybe. Um... No, that wouldn't make sense. I don't. Well, it would make it actually add three more, th- two more three, so it'd actually be three thirty three, thirty three thirty three dot thirty three thirty. Never mind. <laughs> no, forget Jeff, it. Jeff, I'm not. A, it's like it's like a computer manual. It's like Apple's new operating system point four point three point seven. Uh, Jeffrey Yang in uh, uh, New York. Uh, yes, yeah. New York, New York. New York, New York, three thirty-three, thirty-three. John and M love the show. Proud to be an executive producer of episode two, two, two. I need karma. Lots of karma for my job, health, and family. Uh, like, wait, how much karma do you need? Uh, well, he'll oh, get you it. You don't know his situation. Well, I know, but he's should be focusing his karma. Greg Lennox, Hornsby Heights, New South Wales. Uh, two hundred dollars. We're finally getting some people out of the country again. Yes. Uh, we have to do more news. About I, I, I I always do, and I have four stories today. I'm always I'm looking at earning some karma for my girlfriend who's had a rough few months. She doesn't listen to the show. Well, there you go. That's me. <laughs> that's her, that's why she's had a rough few months. Listening to it loudly in the next room, so she she needs some karma. She needs, dude. I, why, I why don't you show? It's a family show. Take her out for dinner. Yeah, give her dinner. Yeah, yeah give well, her then again the two hundred bucks. Dinner and some loving. Yeah, but thank Craig you. Craig Meyer, Windwood, Pennsylvania, is also an executive. 
who Ken My- Craig Meyer. Yeah. No, no, these are associate executives. Oh, hold on a second. Craig so and Craig, it's it's a right. it's the random it. number theory at work. We have two Craigs in a row, both giving two hundred dollars. Two Craigs, two hundred dollars. Uh, and he, the second Craig and Craig Myers in Winwood, Pennsylvania. Uh, keep up the good work, he says. Thanks for the show. So that's it. Wow, this is great. It's a good group. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> this. Uh... This is very, um, very promising. Yeah, it's just what you need just before you go off on your vacation. Well, I also, on Daily Source Code yesterday, I told everyone about my acrobatic move. What? Uh, the, uh, the soft exit from uh, the Mevio company. Oh. Good, then we want the more people stiff on no, this no. show. Well, no, it means that I'm still involved with the company. I'm still a shareholder, only I don't get paid. <laughs> That's essentially what it means. So... Um, yeah, but you get paid in stock. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, that's called founder stock. That was mine to start with. I, I gave out the rest to the other dudes. I didn't mm. get paid in anything. My company. But uh, I think my salary is better used for people who will actually do some work over there. So I can do some work here on this show, which I'm happy about. But, of course, now I'm going to need some actual support. And there you go. You close a door, another one opens. Look what happens. That's how karma works, right? That's what they say on TV shows. <laughs> so thank you all uh, for your um, executive produ- uh, producerships. Paul Couture, DUIHelp.com, Matthew Payton, Jeffrey Yang, and of course our associate executive producers, Craig Lennox and Craig Meyer. We'll be thanking other people during our thank you segment a little bit later on. Meanwhile, we need everyone to go out there and propagate the formula. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. Shut up, slave. And I do want to mention that those are official credits. You can use them uh, as an official Hollywood credit. And I would like to give you some credit, John, for uh, making the new page at Dvorak.org slash NA. Looks really nice. Yeah, yeah. I've decided to up the ante. <laughs> welcome, welcome to 2010. <laughs> I dropped, dropped my old HTML editor and moved to Dreamweaver. <laughs> oh boy, I don't know I've if that's really 2010. I've been putting it off for like five years. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, this is fine. This is fine. All you need is just a couple of code words up there. Tables are okay. Tables, are, blink tag. It's good. It's really. Good I never stuff. used the blink tag. Oh, although I, it's still a funny idea. I think it still works, doesn't it? I think I don't know. I, I think it still works within the with the yeah. Certain I think it browsers. does. I think I may put a put one on for a short time to see what it does. But I was really upset when they decided to take it out. I was like, hey, you know, just because it's irritating and everyone in the world is using it, what you know, who who died and went to heaven and made you guys boss of removing the blink, blink tag? Blink. Uh, That's terrible. The blink tag. I lo- yeah, blink tag is it's, it's ruining it's ruining the internet. It's ruining it. I remember that. I used to get that and mail. the little uh, the little uh, GIF animated GIF icon of the cat running back and forth across the screen. Do you remember when uh, images used to come in as interlaced and they'd load like uh, top to bottom, <laughs> black and white first, and it, you know it would take you like five minutes. Like, oh yes, the image is there. Still, you can still save a, f- a lot of files as interlaced, and it'll still. Well, <laughs> of course, it does it so quickly now. You, you don't, don't see it. You don't see it. Yeah, well, that was cool. Back in the day. How cool it was. But oh, yeah. I still think that. And the mailbox opening and closing. Ooh, that was a good one. 
<laughs> I've been wanting to put one of these, what I call is an insane site. You know, people who are nuts on the Internet, I mean, people that are criminally insane or, or at least insane, not necessarily criminally, uh, they always have the same they, – they, when they put web pages up about some some flying saucers, aliens, something or, you know – Right. We're not insane. Energy. You We're know, the kind insane. of website you do. They <sighs> it's, it's it's usually everything. All the text is centered. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And it's I in know. the biggest font that they can find. It's <laughs> in huge. colors, 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 and colors. It's usually a red on black. <laughs> and you're like, is this a link? No, it's just a color. And it goes down to China. It just goes on forever. <laughs> You know, this, and then all along the way, there's all these animated gifs. It's like the guy's typing yeah. away. And it's always and one page. Bored. It's one page. He goes find an animated GIF. And, here's, know, and a, here's another one for you from the archives. Redball.gif. That was a huge one. I think maybe MTV.com was one of the first websites to use the Redball.gif, which was like a little bullet point. Remember that? Oh, yeah, the bullet point. Red yeah. you, if you Google Redball.gif, you'll see it right there. I mean, it, it still exists. So, so, you know, I, someone sent me a Google thing uh, yesterday that I thought was just hilarious. If you... Um, if you spell Illuminati backwards and you type that into your browser, so that's Itanimuli, I T A N I M U L L I, and of course the dot com is added automatically by Firefox, it goes to the NSA website, which I thought was kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's been Google washed. No, 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 no. It's someone registered uh, that domain name is just forwarding it to the NSA. <laughs> Some guy in uh, Utah or something. Uh, well, here it is. Uh, yeah, Utah. John Pontifier. Good, good job, John. That's funny. In Provo. Oh, that's where they keep some of the NSA stuff. Well, maybe, uh, maybe he's with. Maybe he's with the company. Who knows? Yeah, it's possible. It could be one of those jokes. <laughs> Watch this. <laughs> let me screw him. I'll bet you Dvorak and Curry will be talking about that eventually. Yeah, they'll buy it. Hey, some nefarious law passed, which is really honking me off. Okay. March 31st, the pact prevent all cigarette trafficking. Have you uh, heard of this? No, I didn't. I, this is news to me. Yeah, the pact law prevent all cigarette trafficking was signed into law by Congress Effective June 29th, 2010, cigarettes, including roll-your-own tobacco, which I am a uh, user of, smokeless tobacco, and non-malleable matter, uh, they are now non-malleable matter and cannot be shipped using the U.S. Postal Service or by common carriers such as UPS and FedEx. Now, this is a big problem because I smoke Old Holborn Blue and people mail it to me. And you know, not anymore. Well, they have been mailing it to me. They'll have the the, the tobacco sniffing dogs at the airport. I'm telling you. It's, it, but now it's like you know, it, trafficking. It, it's now a drug. Yeah, yeah. You've this been is, snookered, my friend. Well, there there are some exceptions. Mm. Once you get a grandfather, great, have him grandfather you. Grandfather in. me. <laughs> hey, grandfather me into the pact. I need my old Auburn. But this is a real problem because you can't get this stuff in America. And now when people can't mail it to me, they're going to have to come up with creative ways. I'll bet you. It, well, I know I got a shipment after it was illegal. So they don't have the dogs in yet. What do you mean? You got a shipment yesterday? No, this was uh, June 29th is oh, when June it went 29th. into effect. So oh, okay. I, I definitely received a package after that date. 
But, yeah, you know, it's one of those things they're not going to be able to enforce. That what your what your problem is is not is unenforceable. You just have you know, it's like I could name a few other things that go on that just don't get enforced. Yeah, name one. Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> you could, but you don't feel like it right now. No, no, I I, I just don't want to name it. <laughs> However, the White House, meanwhile, um, has um, asked Congress to give clear authority to the FBI. To obtain records related to the context of emails and other internet-based communications without first obtaining a warrant from a judge. This is... Uh, oh, oh, really? Yes, this is according to the New York Times, the newspaper of the Ministry of Truth. So that's interesting. I was just watching... I, I, this the, For this show, instead of watching my normal, you know... C-span. ...series of shows, I've, I went left-wing, so Uh-oh. I decided to watch, you know, Thom and Democracy Now! <laughs> and all Thom. this stuff. By the way, so I'm watching Thom Hartman. You watch him or you listen to him? I watch him. Oh, and he has so, a TV uh, show, huh? Well, it's it's a basically a, a recording of his radio uh, it's show. It's a webcam, but he, right. But he, but he plays it as a TV show. It's very poor, poorly done. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a cheap production, let's put it that way. So my daughter's here, and she's like watching the show with me because I'm saying, oh, here's a good clip, and I go back and forth. And, and she's out of the blue says, I was led to believe uh, that I wouldn't, when I was younger, that I wouldn't have to watch this crap. <laughs> what? She, she's made the claim that this kind of propaganda is not, is, she shouldn't be even exposed to it because there was some promise made to her in some dimension somewhere. <laughs> she would never have to be subjected to this horrible TV show. Well, wait a minute. Who, who, who made the promise? You? I don't know. She just comes out of the blue with this thing. She's, I guess she doesn't like the Thom Hartman show. No, well, of course not. She's a very intelligent young lady, but, <laughs> but, but you did not query her on where, what dimension. Where did this came from? This? And she says I, she didn't say. She just wouldn't tell me. She just said she, that she was objectionable, and she was led to believe as a kid that she wouldn't be subjected to it. And she gave you a look and turned around and went back to Facebook. No, she watched it a little longer, but because uh, I was groaning about things. All right. So, what did Thom have to say in regards well, to a couple the, of interesting things that showed up on these shows? In, in regards uh, to the FBI now being able to get our email without a warrant, which seems kind of like unconstitutional. Well, here's what gets me is the uh, let me get to the uh, right page here. Um, here's what gets me: both the Thom Hartman show and the <laughs> it cracks uh, me up when you just say Thom. <laughs> it's got to piss him off. He did like he listens. Oh, you never know. Uh, it's like. It, all they are is preoccupied with this Arizona law. Here's what Jay said: It's you, Dad. All right, I learned by watching you. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, it's like uh, they, they're so preoccupied with this Arizona law in there, and they have. I, got, I have to play a clip. I've got a clip of a whole slew of protesters. Yeah, this is the. Uh, they, pro, uh, they protested the uh, Arizona immigration law. In New York. Yeah, that's great, isn't it? <laughs> and they're covering it like it's big news, and then they play all these dimwits. This is from D- Democracy Now! I've got a clip here. Uh, they play all these dimwits who have some, say some of the dumb, either they're, they've got a vested interest or they're stupid, one of the two. And it just goes on and on and on. And, I'm, and as I watched this, I got really angry. And my, of course, my daughter was intrigued by this. Is that here is the, this thing like there's no war, this warrantless searching. 
habeas corpus, two wars, one in Afghanistan and one in Iraq. Nobody cares about that, no. where people are actually dying. But people in New York City care about Arizona's laws, which are state laws for their own people within the state. Uh, I, it, it, Bo- I, boggles I the mind. it why, boggles why are the mind. Why are wasting their energy on this? Because they're panty wastes. Let, <laughs> play that clip. I'm Leticia Lanis from the organization La Unión in Sunset Park, Brooklyn. I think it's important that everybody raise their voices against um, SB 1070 and all other uh, bills that try to criminalize immigrants. Immigrants are our friends, our co-workers, our neighbors, and they contribute to this country. So we should stand up now and really recognize their contributions. Uh, my name is Kevin Davis. I'm actually a youth organizer for the Yaya Network, which is youth activists, youth allies. And there's your clue right there, a youth organizer. Yeah, so, Obama. Yeah, these are people brought in to do this, I guess. Oh, yeah. 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 Honestly, we're all one country and we're all united. So the fact that one state is hurting, all of us are hurting. The fact that one race is hurting, all of us are hurting. Well, I'm Clementina from Vamos Unidos. We are here to support our brothers and sisters from Arizona. SB 1070 affects us everywhere. We started to see our street vendors right here in New York. When as soon as the the law was implied over there in Arizona, a week later they were asking us for our immigration status to renew our vendor's license or take our vendor's license. So my name is Monami Molik and I am the executive director of DRUM. DRUM stands for Daisies Rising Up and Moving. Whatever happens in Arizona, those same anti-immigrant policies find their way up all throughout the United States. For the last 10 years, Arizona has been a testing ground for the... Uh, Anti-immigrant policies... It's anti-illegal immigrant policies. No, the word illegal is never used amongst anybody in Why? this country. I don't understand. John, I mean, and if you've got another minute and a half, I'm sure it's all more of the same crap. It's, it's, there's some goodies in here. Well, then, go on. Uh, well, then no, I... You don't understand what? Why, I, I, why is this such a big deal? It seems so... I mean, I understand people say, oh, this is, you know, oh, now we're asking for Ausweisbieter and asking for your papers and all of this, but... At the end of the day, illegal illegal immigration. Why are people moving this over towards just immigration? What is the agenda here? There is an agenda. I just don't understand it. Yeah. Do you? Well, I mean, I I don't know what what it is at the base, but I can tell you that it's a uh, there's a uh, it's just a progressive thing about you know you want to get I don't know what it is. <laughs> Just say I don't know. It's okay if you don't. I mean, I think I know, but what I would if I whatever I actually think I know is really part of another narrative that is developed by the right wing talk show guys, and I'm not sure that they're really catching what's really going on either. So I'm not going to, you know, I don't know. I think it's just the government wants more cheap slaves. Let them in. Well, there's that element. I mean, that's why the Republicans are all for it. Cheap slavery. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing, and you're not actually shackled or anything, but you're. You're cheap. Actually, they are shackled by the fear that you're going to get found out. Yeah. That's a that's definite form of slavery. Yeah, yeah no, it's a, it's a form of slavery, and it's encouraged by the progressives. It's definitely, no, if you want to take it to that level, it's definitely a form of slavery. Maybe they need to do a fractal, and maybe they need to, uh, in order to stop uh, the legalization of marijuana, they have to say that the Mexicans are all crazy again from smoking it. <laughs> that's what they did originally, right? It was the crazy, the wacky Mexicans. They're smoking that wacky weed. They're going nuts. Well, should we play some more of this? Because there's some more yeah, gems. Yeah, play yeah. some more. There's a couple of one-liners in there that I want to comment on. Okay. 
harshest anti-immigrant policies. And so, for example, the governor of New York State signed secure communities already in New York, which has not yet gone into effect but will. And when it does, it'll funnel thousands more into deportation. Just across the river, the governor has signed the 287G program, authorizing police officers to arrest people based on immigration status. So we feel that Arizona, maybe that law is not happening here, but there are many other harsh anti-immigrant deportation provisions that our communities are feeling right here in New York City. My name is Sarah, and I'm part of the Boycott Arizona New York City Committee. Um, we had a press conference uh, for support of resolution. Oh my God, how many groups are, are here? This is, this is a, how many groups are there? There's thousands of them. We've got burn, we've got, we've got drum, we've got blah, 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 blah. The one that really, yeah, I know. And they're all the same kind of group. They're all pretty much organized by the World's Workers Party, World Slave Party. So, um, so this, this, this boycott Arizona thing, she goes on and on with some bogus crap that she thinks is going to get through. They're going to bo- boycott Arizona. I mean, this is all, I mean, this is what like LA said they're going to boycott Arizona and they got that note about you. Would you like, would, do you really do like that water we're sending you, don't you? <laughs> Yeah, I think it's so funny. They haven't heard anything since then. If you haven't, no, of course not. Well, here's what gets me. But this is, by the way, this is a this is illegal. This is a violation of interstate commerce. You can't do these kinds of things. A state to state, because they can't declare war on another state. (laughs) Yes, we can. We can do whatever we want. We're in California, man. We're the People's Republic. We can do whatever we want. But here, this is this is the mistake. So, what does it cost um, uh, a Mexican to illegally enter the United States? It's a couple grand, right? You, you get some guy and he's got a van and he leads you through the desert and through the hole in the fence. Yeah, or whatever. it's like a tourist, a tourism yeah. thing. But look, I, Mickey is here legally in the United States. She has a social security number, and and, and here's how it works: it costs three hundred and twenty-five dollars, which you pay to the Department of Homeland Security. However. If you add an additional $1,000, you get the expedited service. I kid you not. It's 1325 something like that. We learned yeah. that from the Chinese. 1325 And then in like a day, in like a day, it was like, oh, okay, approved. So they're just spending the money on the wrong people. All you have to do is just give, them, give a check to the Department of Homeland Security. That's the, that's, you're just doing it the wrong way. I don't understand the problem. You don't have to sneak in. We welcome you as long as you pay. I, I'm baffled you, by the whole thing. I mean, it's a, I'm baffled by the protests. I'm baffled by the, the emphasis. The emphasis is what baffles me the most. I mean, yeah, we got, I mean, somebody sent me a, a, a Thom Hartman program uh, blog posting where they bitched about, you know, FBI forcing companies in the phone company to provide internet service, turn over the FBI details of your personal internet activity without a court order. Fine, it's on some blog post. But this is not what the emphasis on these shows, either uh, Democracy Now! or Hartman or any other of the progressive shows, they are preoccupied with this, with these protests. And then the joke of it is the protests in, in Arizona. A, a judge overthrows basically overthrows the law. They have to go really back to the drawing board to do it the way they want to do it. But the protests against the law are continuing anyway because and when you listen to the guys say, give a rationale, well, they're going to keep fighting it, so we might as well protest. You know, you, in other words, you win. You've won, essentially, the, the battle because the courts threw out the law, more or less. But you're going to protest anyway because you've already scheduled it. I mean, what are these, a bunch of bureaucrats? By the way, Mickey would like me to point out that her immigration status is based upon the fact that she has an exceptional talent and is therefore welcome here in the United States. 
it's not because she's on par with uh, someone who will uh, clean the floor. <laughs> that's, that's, she's, she's, she gets really angry when I say it's just, you know, she gets angry when I say you just bought I'm it. I'm surprised she's, like, she's listening to you. Of course she listens. She only so, listens to my side, though. She doesn't listen to you. Yeah, she doesn't, well, she doesn't care about you. the best part of the show. No, <laughs> no she's, get, she's getting the best part right here, baby. Yeah, well, <laughs> put your pants back on. Hey, I, got, I got 43 seconds left on this. Let's uh, some more, and then we'll get off yeah, this topic. Yeah, yeah, we're done with it. Right. <laughs> 0224 and, um, at City Hall this Tuesday. The resolution um, 0224 is a, a declaring of an official boycott against Arizona State. And that would mean any business travel that would be going in Arizona would be, ba- would be barred anyone from here going there um, municipal bonds would not be accepted from Arizona also conventions and uh, any any type of business we just would not we would not help this is un-American shut up I don't want to hear it <laughs> no words so how, do, how does the how do you stop the bond oh well who's gonna you, so you, what, what, you can't buy municipal bonds from Arizona <laughs> that's ridiculous it's ridiculous <laughs> oh you gotta love it though <laughs> well, it gives me, it's a long clip, so it gives me something to. Uh, hey, hey! Good news, though, John. Good All news, right. good, good, good news. Good news for our uh, El Presidente, Alo Presidente, on Face the Nation. Uh, this past, well, I guess that was uh, was it Sunday? Yeah, the twenty fifth. Yeah, this past Sunday, uh, uh, we finally found out the true uh, nature and true birthplace of our president. It was on television. And I have the clip to prove it. I have the clip to prove it. I missed it. Yes, here it comes. Uh, Michael Eric Dyson uh, of Georgetown, you wanted to get into this discussion when we went to uh, when we went to commercial break. Yeah, Bob, a couple of things. First of all, I, I agree uh, with uh, Dr. Thernstrom that, look, uh, there is an enormous ratcheting up of the incivility of racial discourse in America. But the problem is, is not that we offer criticism of Mr. Obama. Mr. Obama, I met with him a couple of weeks ago in the Oval Office. He is quite re- receptive to criticism, principled criticism, and criticism that's rooted in, I think, intellectual difference and even ideological or political difference. But the reality is that when you see elements of the Tea Party portraying him as some African African witch doctor, when you see elements of the far right wing acidly and acerbically repudiating his humanity, what other president has been subject to uh, the scrutiny over his birth certificate when it's been proved that he is from Earth, so to speak? <laughs> yeah, right. This guy's ebonics are amazing, by the way. <laughs> from, yeah, I, I did hear that. Uh, it's, He's from it's, Earth. It, it's been proved. Bye, baby. It's That's been, all it takes now. Take your papers from, with you. And Mickey's going out. Just take your papers. Uh, take your papers in the green card. <laughs> take your papers. Uh, oh, by the way, before I forget, she is so pissed off because um, she, when she wants to buy alcohol or tobacco, which we have been known to consume, uh, she has her um, Dutch driver's license. She doesn't have her, uh, we have to get our, our U.S., uh, our California state driver's license. And she has her Dutch passport, and they will not accept it as valid ID. Uh, let me, that's an, I'm glad you brought that up because I, this happened, I was over with JC, uh, at the Pyramid Brewery, uh, to try some new beer and, uh, and JC looks, you know, he's 25 or whatever, but he, you know, he looks like he's 17 if you wanted to be. <laughs> Mickey does, I mean, Mickey looks young, but you know, she doesn't look like she's under 21. No, she doesn't. Right. Well, but actually she does. Now that you mention it, oh. Mickey looks like she's about 16. Yeah, you look like you're 
She's already gone. She took her papers oh, and split. Oh, that's too bad. I blew it. <laughs> good good try. Good try. It always works, though. I've done that. But, but let me tell you why they're refusing well, uh, her papers. Well, do that, let me continue the okay. story. Okay. So we go in there, and the guy says, no, in Berkeley now, you, still, it's, you can't. He pulls out his passport. What better ID is it? This is the papers we're talking about. Yeah. Pulls out his passport. No, it's no good. It has to be a state, an official state, state of ID. California driver's license. And I said, what? Yeah, and I looked this up. Because Mickey came home fuming, and she's on the phone to uh, Ralph's, and she's like, "I want the manager." You know, blah, blah, blah. she's going off, <laughs> and she's she's going off, man. I'm like, "Okay, baby, let me look this up for you." It turns out that it is not absolutely not a law that you have to have a state uh, ID. However, uh, it is of course the responsibility of the place selling the tobacco or liquor. They, if, 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 if they catch someone underage buying any of these products, then regardless, the store is in big trouble. Uh, so it's store policy that it has to be a California, uh, or in this case California, but a, st- a state identification. And it's because of the eye, hair co- eye color, hair color, uh, and height are not on all passports. And pictures are not always in color. I mean, there's all these really stupid little things. But it is not a law. It is absolutely not a law that it has to be a state ID. But the but somehow people have gotten it into their noggins that it has to be. And it's irritating. Of course, when I go to pick anything up, they don't even ask me for ID. Like, hey, old man, here you go. Smoke up. Huh. Yeah, but she gets it. She, she's had it once at the gas station. At the gas station for cigarettes. Huh. And then uh, for alcohol at uh, for Ralph's. cigarettes, oh, that's ridiculous. This state is is crap. <laughs> you know, they control. claim at the Pyramid Brewery that it was the Berkeley police that made the decision. Bullshit. That's it's not just it's just not true. I looked it up. I looked at uh, I looked at all the state uh, state legislature, uh, the, all the laws. It, it you, you they just have to be able to not ha- sell uh, products to someone who's underage. However, they prove it. They could measure your feet. It doesn't make any difference. It is not a uh, a requirement that it has to be a state ID. So they lie. Yeah, but I also only have a passport, and I have a Dutch driver's license, which is even worse, which actually expires in a month. i got to get my, my just pain in the ass DMV. I want to deal yep. with it. But get ready to wait in long lines. Yeah. This is a very interesting contrast to the Washington State DMV. You walk in. You walk right up to the counter. They give you a cappuccino. Pretty close. <laughs> it, it have a, a, lot of have a pizza. So, so dark. So you go up there, you walk up to the counter, but there's nobody there. They You fill out the form right on the spot. They stamp some stuff. They give you your license right there on the spot. They give you the tags for your car right on the spot, and you're out of there in five minutes. Yeah, I got to take the test, actually. Well, you'd have to take a test, too, but... Uh, a driving test? I have to take the driving test. Yeah, you have to take it. Of course you do crazy dutch guy <laughs> well but i i have a valid license from another you're valid gonna have entity. to park <laughs> no, here's the test can you park and can you feed the meter ah yes just remember today. one thing they all have a couple of tricks in there Ooh. one of them is when you make a right turn do not this is one of the tricks for the driving test for anyone out there who wants to try to get the license it varies by the way from state to state uh, for example, when you make a left turn in California into a into a say a six lane road, you go in across. You can go, you can actually go into any of the lanes. Dude, from the, the left test turn. the test is on a on a closed like uh, basketball. No, no they court. take you down the street. No, they don't. 
Since when? Not Mickey went down there to check it out, and she said, it, it, "There's a couple of pylons, and you drive around them, you parallel park, and you're well, done." That's pretty lame. That's we used awesome. To have on the street. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> well, we'll see. You never know. But whatever the case is, the, the, the tricky question is: is when you make a right. By the way, in Washington State, when you make a left turn like that, you have to go to the one lane only that near the lane nearest to you. Mm. When you make a right turn in California, you have to keep it in the right lane. You can't veer into the next lane over when you're making a right turn. You have to be tight and make, keep it in the, that. Otherwise, it's an illegal right turn. So that's the trick. Even if there's an arrow in your lane? If there's an arrow in your lane, you have to go still turn into the, really? the lane nearest to you. You can't go zooming into the fast lane. Another tip from John C. DeVore. I have a million of them. We love it. So here's a story I want to play. We're on the political thing, and I got all these clips from these. Funny, we're on politics. Never happens. Well, here's one. I got to get. I could go to the Thom Hartman show and and the. No, give me your. Give me something. Okay, here you know you know your buddy Weiner. Uh, Anthony Weiner from Brooklyn. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. The the John Stewart's former roommate. Yeah, so he blew up in Congress, right? <laughs> yeah. We, you know this? Well, didn't we play this clip when he blew up and then they, they made him take it back, take it back? That was all about uh, the Republican. I think it was with health care. This, this is a, another health care. This just happened. Uh, well, the guy, I'm sure he does it more than once. Yeah, because well, he likes to get on TV. Yeah, he's an angry young man. He, oh, he so loves he getting on TV. he blows up over health care for victims of 9-11, a specific health care. Oh, yeah. So he is Chuck Schumer's boy, by the way. Chuck Schumer yeah, is shepherding him. But he, if he doesn't, you know, he keep a lid on it, he's going to get marginalized. This, but he's, well, this guy, could. He's, he's going all the way. I mean, he, he's trying. He's not going to make it. Mm-hmm. He'll, he'll make senator, and that's going to be the well, end He's of congressman. Him. Yeah, you'll yeah. go to Senate, and that's the end of him. Oh. That's uh, a step up. It is a step up. Oh. So, so Hartman had this clip. I had the clip from C-SPAN, but then Hartman had a had the same clip. Thong. But he was doing voiceovers and making comments, and he's talking about Wiener kicked his butt, he kicked his ass, he kicked it. You know, it's like Hartman sounds like a twelve-year-old <laughs> in a schoolyard fight. When Wiener comes up and blows up at this at this representative, and this is very not too dissimilar from the other time he blew up. And, and so the issue at hand is apparently there was some legislation that got voted down that uh, would have given victims of 9-11 free some extra free health care. Do we know why it was voted down? Do we know what the opposition was? I thought I never got the whole story because you couldn't figure it out from from this guy or Hartman. They never said. But the the punchline is it was voted down after Wiener made this big fuss. They I think it was just voted down because it was just another you know scam of some sort. I'm not probably sure. Probably was. <laughs> well, we need to look into it because I only heard about this uh, last night and I just didn't have time. And quite honestly, I couldn't find anything. I, I'm like, what? This makes no sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. But it's which is why the, it's being played up, obviously. Yeah. So let's play this clip. It's very funny. Area. And uh, Congressman Peter King, who also represents New York State, or a part of New York State, I think it's more of an upstate part of New York State. Congressman Peter King, the Republican, was leading a procedural effort to stop the vote. So, Which, by the way, is a new thing. 
It's a new it's meme. Been, this is old no, fashioned. No, no, but the, the meme is the procedural because you know oh, yeah, it's about the fili- yeah, filibusters. They're trying to make it sound as though it's never been done before, but except for these evil Republicans. Yeah, and of course, uh, it, it can be removed immediately. Uh, only the Democrats don't want to do that because they want to have the same procedural benefit when it behooves them. Right. Exactly. Anthony Weiner, the Democrat, goes on the House uh, floor and just absolutely raises hell with Peter King, the Republican, about why Peter King is using this slimy technique to try to stop this thing. And every time this guy stands up and says, basically, stop talking, Anthony Weiner shoves it down his throat. Watch this. Mr. Speaker, I yield one minute to the distinguished gentleman from New York, Mr. Weiner. Great courage until all members have already spoken and then stand up and wrap your arms around procedure. We see it in the United States Senate every single day where members say, we want amendments, we want debate, we want amendments, but we're still a no. And then we stand up and say, oh, if only we had a different process, we'd vote yes. You vote yes if you believe yes. You vote in favor of something, you believe it's the right thing. If you believe it's the wrong thing, you vote no. We are following a procedure. I will not yield to the gentleman, and the gentleman will observe regular order. The gentleman will observe regular order. He's nailing him. Gentleman, if he gets up and yells about it, he's going to intimidate people into believing he's right. He is wrong. The gentleman is wrong. The gentleman is providing cover for his colleagues rather than doing the right thing. It's Republicans wrapping their arms around Republicans rather than doing the right thing on behalf of the heroes. It is a shame, a shame. If you believe this is a bad idea to provide health care, then vote no. But don't give me the cowardly view that, oh, if it was a different procedure, the gentleman will observe regular order and sit down. I will not. The gentleman will sit. The gentleman is correct in sitting. Wow, he's doing a shut-up slave on him. <laughs> totally. The gentleman will will sit, shut up, slave. I will not. This is quite obviously not in order. Suspend. General will suspend. I will not stand here and listen to my colleagues say, oh, if only I had a different procedure that allows us to stall, 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 and then vote no. Instead of standing up and defending your colleagues and voting no on this humane bill, you should urge them to vote yes, something the gentleman has not done. There you go, Anthony Weiner. Good on you, sir. And uh, just kicking Peter King's butt uh, right across the House floor and calling him out. But still, it failed. This from Politico. This, uh, the <laughs> still, it failed. That's what the, that Good was job. the punchline. It just kicked his butt, but still, it failed. Well, uh, I think you're right. I think Anthony Weiner, um, so first of all, he's... He's one of these young guys. Uh, he's younger than I am, but kind of the same age. And he's uh, he, he he's understood the message. The meme is very clearly procedural tactics. Um, and I just got to presume that, that that this is bogus, and that's why procedural tactics are being used. I can't imagine anyone, Republican or Democrat, not wanting to offer something as simple as special health care to first responders of the inside job known as nine eleven. Right, and the point, well, let's save that for the second half of the show. So, oh, sure. hold on, hold on, hold on. So the point is, is that there's something, there is, there's, I, I, we have to look into it, we'll figure it out, we'll have it for the, you know, our net, one of our shows in the, in the future. And yeah, that's what you do. You got a situation where you, you set up a law, which has got a lot of writers and other kinds of weird stuff in it, and you, it, but the law itself is like the, the Child Protection Act law. And in the law, there's a bunch of, earmarks and crazy right, things that right. are thrown in. It's got nothing to do with child protection whatsoever. And you can't afford to vote no on it because 
Oh, what? He voted no against the check because it comes out it's, in the it's campaign It's about the children. Later. It's about the he children. He voted no against child protection. He's a bad person. So you have to come up with some other way of doing it because you don't want to vote yes because the bill sucks. And so you so you come up with some bogus, you know, this thing, and then this, this guy blows up and makes you look like an idiot, or yeah. of course he looks like an idiot doing it. But the whole thing is just that, you know, this is the problem that they have with these these bills with all these hidden agenda features built into the bill. And they don't want to do anything. They don't want to do line item vetoes. They don't want to do this. They don't want to do that. They they just create the Children's Protection Act. They might as well just name every bill that. <laughs> the and then the you load it Act. up with a bunch of pork and scams and crazy ideas and laws that got nothing to do with anything. And, and you know, and then you, you, you put it in as the Child Protection Act. It's got nothing to do with it. So... Uh, Mickey says, 16, I love you, John. She just texted me. I guess she's listening to the stream in the car. <laughs> um, well, here's another example of how that works. So uh, we were talking about uh, your health care now being added to your W-2 forms, which is essentially the form that your employer sends to the IRS uh, so that uh, they can show what taxes have been withheld. It's a tax document. And um, Eric the Shill actually sent this to me. Uh, factcheck.org which, of course, is uh, part of the government. John, you and I are wrong! We're wrong! We're so wrong! So uh, they, they quote from uh, this email that's been going around, and uh, uh, where, here, so the question, does the new health care law require workers to pay income tax on the value of employer-provided health insurance? Answer, no. The value will appear on the employee's W-2 forms for information purposes, but will not be considered taxable income. Words matter in this case because then they go through this whole thing like, uh, oh, this email is bogus and uh, perhaps you should you overlook the most important line in the legislation uh, where it states a requirement that businesses include the value of health care benefits they provide to employees on W-2s beginning with W-2s for 2011. The amount reported is not considered taxable income. Uh, I believe that this is uh, this is doublespeak. And if you look up the, the word consider in the dictionary, it is equated to a belief or so, what, something you might think. It doesn't actually say it is not taxable income. No, it will not be. It is not considered taxable income. And I think that's just a setup for it to become taxable income in the future. What do you think? Well... I'm going to have to read some of this over, and we'll we'll see. I mean, it's a ta- we need a tax attorney here for this, but uh, I would be guessing that it would go. So, I think the argument would go something like this because they don't want to. Uh, so, so you make say uh, say somebody makes ten thousand dollars a month, and then they have uh, on top of that they get three thousand dollars worth of health care, which is probably low. Um, yeah, and so it. It their their income is ten thousand dollars a month. The three thousand isn't considered taxable income, but it. How would you do this? You would well, make isn't it, the word considered? And why do they say considered? Why not just say yeah, it is not it taxable isn't. income? It isn't taxable income. Why does it say isn't considered taxable income? But uh, is it? But is it in itself taxable? That's the question. In other words. Uh, when I go buy gasoline and they tax me for the gasoline, it's not taxable income, but I'm paying tax. Right. Well, so I, I'm getting I, a benefit. I'm paying tax on the benefit. In other words, I'm buying gasoline. It's not, and I'm I'm paying X amount of money in taxes for the gasoline. Let's say I buy four dollars worth of gasoline, I pay a buck in taxes. I have to pay that dollar, 
but it's not because I have three dollars in taxable income from the gasoline. No, I, I, like, I understand your point. I'm just taking uh, exception with the word considered. I don't understand yeah, okay. why they have to throw that in there. Just say it's not well, taxable. The fact that it has anything to do with the 1099 at all. W two. Or I'm sorry. What did I say? Yeah, ten W two is is there's something fishy about it. So I will, you know, it'll shake out. But they're they're going to ding us. <laughs> I mean, when does it change? When does who's against? I mean, except for the Democrats, who seem to be really for taxation, which is something I, you know, I watch all these 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 left wing and progressive shows, and they seem to relish the idea of massive taxation. I don't get this, and I argue with friends of mine who are Democrats. Yeah, in Berkeley, and I, and I say, what is? Why do you want more taxes? Well, we need taxes to pay for this and that. Why, <laughs> more, more taxes. <laughs> more taxes for it. They want more taxes. It's crazy. Really? Who are these people? You hang out with these people? This highway over here, Highway 80. Oh, don't start with the potholes again, please. Please don't start with the potholes. We're tired of the potholes. Just saying that there are potholes. Yeah, but who are you hanging out with? Get some new friends. Well, these guys are okay. Well, they, l- l- I mean, let me let me tell you about taxes then. Okay, uh, here's here's the taxes. First of all, how about tobacco tax? All right, so that is now uh, what we've gone up 156 percent on federal uh, taxes on tobacco since uh, the Obama administration came in. Of course, we had the tab- the tax on indoor tanning services. We have the medicine cabinet tax, which uh, goes into effect in January. Uh, you can no longer use your health savings account, which is what actually we advocated on this show. Uh, so, so that will no, actually they're going to put huge taxes on withdrawing money from a health savings account. So you can't basically save for health care. Uh, the special needs kids tax uh, goes into effect in 2013. Uh, the medical prosthetics and devices tax in 2013. The medical itemized deductions cap takes place January 2013. I mean, these are all taxes, all part of the legendary legislation. Where are the people? I'm still waiting for someone on television to say, I got free health care. This thing rocks. Yay, President Obama. I still, have, I still haven't <laughs> found that happen. person. I have not found that person. And everyone's forgotten about it. We're on to Lindsay Lohan in jail. Which well, the, we're also the, on to some other bull crap that, you know, of course, they can't they keep trying to push through the uh, cap and trade. So yeah. back to, well, actually, we could, you know, uh-huh. we're at the point where... Don't you have any break. real news? I'm bored. Well... I got, uh-huh. some, I got some real news. Oh, I got, I got one. I got one. And now, back to real news. Okay. What? Well, I got real news. I, well, I, play I, the real news and I'll... I just play played the real advice. news. Do you not hear the real news? What? Did, didn't you hear the jingle? I heard the real news jingle. Okay, so that's your cue. Real news. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about Lindsay Lohan getting out of jail in nine days instead of 90. No, screw it. I was going to talk about uh, our first lady. What happened to her? <laughs> well, she's in Marbella right now with the rest of the, uh, of the, of the gangsters. In, uh, the where? In Marbella, in Spain. You know, the why? Con- the, why? Vacation. Oh, but Marbella, I've been there. It's like Don't nothing we have but, two wars going there's, on. There's, there's, there's nothing. Well, there's nothing but gangsters there. I swear or to God, Marbella, is that right? Oh, it's 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 one hundred percent gangster paradise. It's like Rolls Royces up and down the boulevard. You really? know, the huge you been there? yachts. Yes. 
Yes, it's horrible. It's disgusting. I'm like, oh my god! You want to buy a T-shirt? You can only buy it at like the John Galliano shop. A three hundred dollar T-shirt. This is it's crazy. There, it's nuts. It's where all it's where all the gangsters go to vacation. Really? Yeah, oh yeah. And then we have where, where are the Obamas going there? Uh, I think it's only the first lady and Sasha. Uh, I don't know. They got to go collect some money from somebody. And then, of course, we have... You're saying that the first lady is a bag man? She's a bag man. She's a black bagger. Um, Okay, so uh, as of 3 p.m. Eastern time, so that's in just two hours from now, there is a uh, no-fly zone uh, along the Hudson River in New York as Chelsea Clinton uh, will be getting uh, married to the uh, Goldman Sachs investment banker Mark Mesvinsky. That's, uh, that's, I would have to say as an aviator, that is rare that that happens. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, of course, the FAA website says the restriction is in place for very important person movement, but that's it. Uh, it's even, even. Well, you're telling me that they've, they've, they've shut down the airspace for an ex president's. Yes. Daughter's yeah. wedding. Yeah. And as well, of course, there's going to be lots of GS people there. But uh, I think it's essentially to stop uh, paparazzi helicopters. That's what it's about. Obviously. So, but they don't protect anybody else. For no, them. I mean, the paparazzi. No. Well, you're just a slave. Shut there. up, slave. You don't get you don't get any special protection. Huh. Uh, by the way, our vegan in residence uh, claims, and I think he may be right, that Chelsea is a vegan. That's new. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah apparently, she, she hasn't made that very public. Uh, no, no, but she's. Uh, well, wait a minute. I think she did an interview in Health and Style magazine where she says she's a vegan. Maybe she just said it just to get in a magazine. <laughs> I, I don't think she needs to use that to get in a magazine. Huh. <laughs> I think she can get in any way she wants. But it's cool the way the elites are just all marrying uh, into each other. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, this is like the, good, with, with the, uh, the, elites, the uh, king of, of Spain yeah, marrying sure. the, you know, the daughter of the Queen of England. You know, this kind of, you know, these these deals yeah yeah it's beautiful it's a beautiful thing yeah and it's, you know they need some goldman sachs people in the family anyway with all that money that clinton's hoarding so let me uh do a quick little thing on the united states of europe because uh, it's always important uh to talk about these things as a warning and also uh, just to show you how it always goes down in real life of course we saw half of the polish government wiped out in a fog related accident now we have uh, Prime Minister Viktor Orban of Hungary, and he is doing exactly what the uh, our rest in peace uh, president of uh, Poland did. He's sticking up a big middle finger to the IMF. And, uh, oh yeah, uh, back in the early days of the financial crisis, uh, Hungary's economy, I'm reading here, was one of the hardest hit in the European Union. The EU and the IMF moved quickly to stave off a financial collapse by promising a 20 billion euro standby bailout package to back the country's finances. Uh, the package is enormous by any standards, comprising over 15% of the country's GDP. And uh, uh, basically, uh, Prime Minister Orban said... Uh, Take your package and shove it. Quote, I run this country, not you. Ah, poor guy. So, uh, and what he's well, done... We should have a, de- a Deadpool on him. Yeah, so, so he's, um, he's essentially, he said to his financial sector, he said, uh, you guys are going to take, you just go ahead and fail. I'm not going to put in austerity measures. I'm not making the people of Hungary pay for this. 
you go ahead and and take your take your lumps and uh, and shove it. And this, of course, does not sit well with the European Union and the IMF, the economic hitmen of the world. Uh, so I, f- yeah, I think we do need a Deadpool on the guy. I, I would recommend not flying for a while, and don't get into your jacuzzi. <laughs> take the train. Take the take the train. Get it. Don't get in the jacuzzi because you know you might close the lid on top of you and suicide yourself. And and uh, good on this guy for standing up against uh, the, the the true evil in the world. But I, my prediction: I, mm-hmm. hunting accident. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> it shouldn't be when; it should be how. <laughs> That's our Deadpool. It's not when the guy's going to die. How is he going to die? You yeah. think hunting accident, huh? Hmm. Yeah, I think that would be a good one because we have they haven't played that game for a while. Well, hold on. Let me Google him. Let me see if he has any hobbies. If he's like, uh, if he like plays poker, it could be an unfortunate card cutting ex- incident. It could yeah. be. It could be all kinds of. <laughs> we can just guess how this guy is going to get it. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second. He spent his um, hmm, okay limited uh, management of training. Boring, boring. How do you spell boring. his last name again? O R B A N. Victor Orban. Uh, uh, oh, uh, hold on a second. He's very fond of sports, especially of football. That would be soccer, of course. Ooh, unfortunate football accident. What do you think? Struck by head, struck dude. by lightning uh, on the football field. It doesn't look like much of a hunter. In fact, that's a great cover. On his first hunting expedition. <laughs> yeah, that would be perfect, right? He's very fond of sports, especially football, like you said. Yeah. <laughs> also, he's a sportsman, that, you know, it could be. Oh, boy. Well, I, I like that he just stood up there and said, I run this country, not you, to the IMF. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know? that's huge. That's a, absolutely huge. It's a death warrant. Yeah. It's <laughs> so sad. It's so sad. Right. Or something. There'll be a, there could also be a scandal. They could roust him. No, I think this guy's actually got to go. I mean, and now he's right in their pocketbook. You know, he's saying, banks, screw you. You go, Then go ahead, bankrupt. You're done. Get out of here. I'm not going to put it on the people. That's, that's so huge. I mean, that's a true hero. But, of course, that's exactly what uh, the president of Poland did. And then he got on a plane, and that was it. This is, let me read this. In July 2007, the Economist criticized his cynical populism. Cynical, that's good. The Economist is turning into a mouthpiece. You know, like they did the train thing. Cynical populism and mystifying authoritarian socialist-style policies. Meanwhile, domestically strongly demonized by the majority of the left-wing and liberal media. Uh, here, a uh, chat room says, bizarre garden uh, gardening accident. <laughs> Buzz, <laughs> falling, falling down a stairwell. Heart Stairwell a- thing's always good. Yeah. Heart attack with a prostitute. That's a double whammy for you. That's a double tap right there. Yeah, that's a good one. Ate some bad mushrooms. Mm, slipped. Choking in his own vomit. Oh, that's always a good one, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. People we- think we're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, we're not. You know, you can just not sit here good. and just predict the stuff. It's so easy. We see well, it time and time again. It's getting pretty easy. So I have a, if we're going to do is kind of, I have a kind of a, talking about, this is kind of a real news story, but not quite. This is, I, you know, remember that at the uh, Mevio, they used to have this Indian uh, quality control guy. Shrikant. Shrikant, who couldn't speak. No, he could speak perfectly, he just couldn't understand what he was he saying. He couldn't understand a word he said. Yeah. And uh, one of the people at the company, I won't say who, always wanted to put him on a show as sort of a joke. <laughs> yeah, which I thought was the most racist, rude thing it ever. It was totally racist, totally Inappropriate, rude. yeah. 
So I'm so I'm thinking. Well, you know, do people actually pull this kind of a stunt to see if they can get away with it? So BP put out this ad that has a guy who supposedly is in charge of some some of the oil cleanup, and the guy can now not for the life of him either pronounce any word, but he can't pronounce the word oil. He keeps oil. pronouncing it Earl, Earl. And, Earl. <laughs> and everything in between. And so you listen to this with your your jaw drops. You say, what are the, who are they? Is this just to insult the public? I don't know. Probably. Let's listen. You can Let's listen to it. There's oil out there we've got to capture. My job is to hunt it down. I'm Fred Lamont, and I'm in charge of BP's efforts to remove oil from these waters. BP has taken full responsibility for the cleanup, and that includes keeping you informed. Every morning, over 50 spotter planes and helicopters take off and search for the oil. We use satellite images, infrared and thermal photography to map and target the oil. Then, the boats go to work. Almost 6,000 vessels, these are thousands of local shrimp and fishing boats, organized into task forces and strike teams, plus specialized skimmers from around the world. We've skimmed over 27 million gallons of oil water mixture and removed millions more with other methods. We've set out more than 8 million feet of boom to protect the shoreline. I grew up on the Gulf Coast, and I love these waters. We can't keep all the oil from coming ashore, but I'm going to do everything I can to stop it. And we'll be here. Well, the guy's just Southern. I mean, that's just a, that's just a Southern accent. This is not a normal uh, Southern accent. Most uh, everyone I know from the South can say oil. Uh, they don't say or. Or well, it's it's a marketing piece. It's got the guy grew up there. He says that it's got to look like he you says. know this is. By the way, it's not true. None of this is true. Uh, BP is actually pulling back on cleanup efforts. Oh, it's a you know Time Magazine, another arm of the Ministry of Truth says. Oh, yeah, oh no, they got a big budget. It's not all that bad. It's okay. Yeah, and I, know, and I have here in in my possession. This uh, this is really fun. Remember the uh, the thirty. Uh, I'm sorry, the twenty billion dollar escrow, not fund, but escrow that yep. uh, BP promised to set up. Which, by the way, if I can believe. Uh, Mr. Fine, is it Feinberg, the guy who's in charge of doling it out? Feinberg or Feingold, yeah. one of the Fein, two. Well, phew, I forget. the. Uh, anyway, I was watching the C-SPAN coverage. Um, those are secret negotiations, by the way, between the Obama administration and BP. And he is even not privy to the actual framing of the agreement. It has, still hasn't been done, but it's starting to get done. And here's how it works. They don't actually transfer any money. They are uh, obtaining letters of credit from certain banks... And they're not American banks, I might uh, point out. I have uh, seen with my own eyes a letter of credit for one, uh, almost $1 billion of, uh, from HSBC. And that is, that is how the escrow works. So the money stays in their account. Um, uh, and it, the funniest thing is it says, uh, uh, we hereby certify this money has not been obtained by criminal means. <laughs> it's, it's a great letter of credit. <laughs> So it's a total scam. It's a total, total, total scam. And uh, yesterday, uh, Congress voted for the moratorium to be ended on uh, drilling off the Gulf Coast. So here's how it worked. First, we end everything. We end it long enough, three months, and you know this drilling costs you know hundreds of thousands of dollars a day per rig. So all the smaller guys had to get out because it just they couldn't afford to not be drilling. They all left. Who's left? BP. Oh, and now, and oh, oh, now we now the moratorium has been lifted, and now the only the only outfit there that can still afford it and that's left 
is BP. And of course, <laughs> BP will probably uh, you know file for some kind of bankruptcy to just just transfer the assets to the new BP. And it's a, and it's a perfect scam. And and by the way, the scientists from the Obama administration uh, who lied. And this has already come out in congressional testimony. They lied that it was... Uh, I'm sorry. I said it the wrong way around. They didn't lie. They told the truth. The administration uh, turned their words around and put the moratorium on. None of this is... No, no one has to account for that. So, so this 90-day stall was based upon testimony that was falsified. Let's put it that way. And, not, and no one gives a crap. No one's no one's being pulled in front of a Congress uh, or a congressional testimony or anything for any of that. Yeah, just keep on going. Let's talk about blowjobs on Joy Behar. There you go. It's nuts. It's we need better. to th- we need to thank some people. Speaking of blowjobs, yeah. First, let me preface this by talking about what goes on in the regular media. There's an interesting thing happening at the moment, and this is one of the things that why, again, we have to be a listener-supported show, because we don't need to or want to or have any desire, as a matter of fact, to appeal to the the major demographic that the uh, television people, 18 to 49, which is the big money. Now, uh, there's a bunch of things happening in the media right now, which is, has to do with this, and I want to mention it. Ta- uh, and there's a couple of articles on Deadline.com discussing this. And let me just refer to both two of these articles. One is TV ageism. 40-year-olds are now declared old. <laughs> I'm ancient. After separating contestants by race and gender in recent editions of Survivor, it was probably inevitable for the CBS reality show to also play an age card. Indeed, the network this morning announced that the new 20 new castaways on Survivor Nicaragua will be divided into two tribes of 10, young versus old. What was surprising for me was the criteria. The old tribe features individuals over the age of 40, while the young tribe is comprised by individuals 30 years of age and younger. Uh, given, so in other words, 40 is now old. And so wow. this meme is continuing, this ageist meme, which, by the way, is interesting coming out of liberal Hollywood, uh, that is kind of a bigoted ageist meme. And I just got an email referring to the show Rookie Blue, which not only was a, a the recent episode, which is available on Hulu, has a 90-year-old man who people, everybody in the show excori- excoriates as being old. And then it turns out that the 90-year-old man that was in the show was also the murderer. Ninety and a pedophile, <laughs> Peter so, Bear, of course. <laughs> so they're trying to, you know, again, this is a kind of this this ageist bigotry is is starting to show up on television because they can't deal with a broad because they can't like, sell ads based on, because there's this myth that it has to be uh, eighteen twenty four. And they can't eighteen thirty four maybe. And they well, there's, a, there's three or four demos, but the, anything over forty nine is out. No, but the sweet spot is 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 eighteen twenty four, and yeah, then you have big, up, big up to thirty four. They can't sell anything, so they have to get rid of them. In fact, just alienate them. I, we don't want you showing up here at all. We only want the young kids. Yeah, they don't want them showing up at all because it indicates bad sign that somebody older than the age of forty would be watching your show. So this is you know, this this whole thing is just a disaster, and that's why we do what we do, which is do a, a listener supported, real listener supported, not phony listener supported, not like the uh, National like, Treasures PBS like National and Treasure. NPR. Yeah, and we have a few extra people we want to thank, including Michael Kearns out of Platte City, Missouri, Eric Bra- Braley out of Paulsbo, very interesting town. If anyone's in Washington State, you drive through the downtown Paulsbo, Washington, uh, you'll be highly 
entertained. Uh, it's a, it's essentially a Norwegian little town. It's very you think you're in Europe. Mark Tissing, uh, Amsterdam, and uh, uh, <sighs> right. Very good, John. This is in honor of Tudor the Head. Yeah, this is in honor of Tudor the Head for kicking John out of the chat room. So I gave fifty three thirty three. Yourdonation dot com is uh, yourdonation.com. Sorry yeah. about that. Uh, Nigel Evan, Columbus, Ohio. I think it's uh, listening e- to show number one. Ewan. I think it's a W. I don't think it's a V. Did I say what did I say? You said Evan. I think it's Ewan. 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 Maybe. Hmm? I don't know. Ewan. I've been listening to the show since number one, and I enjoyed Thursday's show more than usual. I was listening to the show in my basement while working on my sewing machine, and I had a moment of epiphany. I realized how incredibly much I love listening to you guys and how sad I'd be if you ever had to quit. So thanks for the great value. Here's some value from me. Well, uh, in fact, quite the opposite, Uh, Nigel. I I quit my other job uh, effectively uh, to be able to provide more value here, and I appreciate the support. The checks stop at the end uh, today. <laughs> the last day is today. Mary Costello, uh, Pittston, Pennsylvania. Um, she's making a donation on behalf of her husband, Joe Costello, for her 28th wedding anniversary on t- today, as a yeah, matter of fact. Yeah, congratulations. Joe's an avid listener and fan. Um, he highly recommends No Agenda to all of our family and friends and even to some of his patients. Nice. That's cool. Yes, he's okay. Cough. <laughs> Listen to No Agenda. Turn your head and cough. No, you will cough. donate to No Agenda. Keep up the good work. We really enjoy this. Thanks, to the Mary. Show. That's great. Have have a great day today. Uh, yeah, the, it should be fun. I'm sure the conversation at the dinner table will be fun. I can, I can then, just, so I can we just have, see we Joe. have three nights and a, and a couple of birthdays, including a belated one that came. And also, there's uh, somebody sent in a late donation, uh, and I want to. Uh, Why don't we do the birthdays uh, real quick first? Because there's a, just a few. Okay, so first we um, congratulate uh, Jeffrey Yang. It is his birthday today. He, of course, is one of our uh, executive producers for the show. I think we did this last week, but uh, just in case, night to be Joshua Dale uh, turns, uh, well, I guess... On the second. On the second. He turns one, I guess. I'm not quite sure. Turns one. <laughs> but he's a, he's, and, a, he's a night to be. And also, Paul Couture's birthday shout-out for his wife. Oh, yes. Very important. We'll be talking about Paul in just a moment. So happy birthday from your friends here at No Agenda. It's your birthday, yeah. And we have a couple knighthoods. And uh, we also have George Vanderhorst. It says Miss George Vanderhorst. Hmm. Okay. We'll figure out what that is in a minute. Can you uh, take out your blade there for a second, John? Uh, here it comes. Yeah, very nice. Okay. Uh, boy, these knighthoods. Uh, wow, three of them today. This is uh, indeed quite stellar. All right. DUIHelp.com. Representing DUIHelp.com, Joshua Dale, please step forward. Fine-looking uh, entrepreneur right there. Joshua Dale, because you have... Supported the No Agenda show with up to $1,000. We hear by Knight the Sir DUIHelp.com, Knight of the No Agenda Roundtable. <laughs> That's a weird looking knight with a DUIHelp.com on his, on his helmet. <laughs> it's kind of, kind of trippy. Matthew Payton, please step forward. I think we need a different uh, blade for him. There you go. 
Matthew Payton, do you solemnly swear to always help damsels in distress? You do? You can just nod. Okay, perfect. (laughs) We hereby knight thee, sir, Matthew Payton, knight of the No Agenda Roundtable. Enjoy some hookers and blow today. They're on sale. And then we have, I just want to read the note from uh, Paul Couture, uh, who is giving up his his obvious knighthood. uh, First of what will be 12 knights as a part of the NoAgendaFans.com coin challenge. So uh, these are beautiful coins, uh, and Paul took it upon himself to uh, create these coins, and he's put up the the whole sale, the manufacture, everything, beautiful cases, uh, these things, they look just spectacular. People love them. They're drilling holes in them to to make them into rings, since the night rings are still in the making. Move along. Yeah, moving along. Uh, So here's the first of what would be 12 nights of the No Agenda Roundtable, the Order of the Mint. So this is this is a special knighthood, apparently. Uh, uh, this is uh, I think he's only going to make five hundred coins. Uh, so the challenge is uh, for producers to, to uh, for producers that's what we call our listeners to purchase a total of five hundred coins from noagendafans.com that will generate nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents for the show. No agenda fans will increase that to twelve thousand three hundred forty five dollars and sixty seven cents, which of course is I love the numerology one two three four five six seven. And uh, make $11,000 of that donation through knighthoods purchased on behalf of 11 non-knights that order at least one coin towards the goal of 500. So uh, not only could you get a beautiful coin, you could also receive a knighthood. And today uh, we uh, would like uh, James Adamson to uh, step forward. James, come on over here. James, it's going to take him a second because he's uh, he lives in uh, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Gitmo Nation. Great White North. Well, James, we've certain. Wow. Oh, man, that, that coin just blinged in my eyes. It's a beautiful thing. On behalf of the Order of the Mint, we hereby pronounce the Sir James Adis, uh, Adamson Knight of the No Agenda Roundtable. There we go. It's official now. Okay, now I have a couple of points of order here. First of all, I do want to thank George Vanderhorst. He gave us 50 bucks, and I passed it over Ooh. from Kotzhovel. Oh, Kotzhovel. Netherlands. Kotzhovel. Did you get Mark Tissing? I think you missed him, too. Did I? Mark Tissing in Amsterdam? No, no, we, no, we, we did him. Yeah. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> okay. No, we, you know, My mistake. Right. Right. So, so in, a, in a debate with Eric as we speak on the chat uh, back channel, and... Uh, uh, over whether Paul Couture, because he has donated a thousand dollars, be I think total on his own. If he gets a knighthood, or if he wants one yet, I think so, we just, I think the guy needs to be knighted regardless. No, I realize that, but uh, but does he want it now, or does he want to pass it off and then take it at the end? I don't know. Take it at the end? What are you saying? <laughs> Maybe it's a poor choice of words. <laughs> take this at the end. Well, you know what, uh, Paul, he can let us know. He'll let us know, and uh, I'm, I'm happy to give him a special uh, uh, order of the mint. I mean, anything he wants. Yeah, okay, we'll just, so, we'll just do something special. We'll just, we'll but just, now he's going to be a black knight if this is true. Ooh, a black order of the mint knight of the No Agenda Roundtable. It just gets longer and longer. People, by the way, a um, uh, good reverend who um, uh, donates the show, uh, he is um, working on his knighthood. And he, uh, he says, you know, because I'm in the clergy, I can't officially use the title sir uh, in front of my reverend, and he wants to know, can he do a suffix? 
And would that be what does that mean? Like a you know, like a, a Night of the No Agenda Roundtable, so it would be uh K O N A R. Oh, oh, right. Well, yeah, right, right. Like the order, order of the British Empire, right, the OBE. Right. OBE and we stuff have like to that. dream up some of these things. Uh, I don't like Conar. It doesn't sound right. Conar. No, Conar's no good. It's too long. It should be three letters only. And by the way, so Eric has convincing evidence that Paul should be knighted this week. Oh, hold on. Paul wants it. He <laughs> Go over here, Paul. I'm going to give that to you, man. All right. Paul Couture. You are indeed a special night, my friend, and we are very proud to uh, have you here on the podium, on the dais, the dais, <laughs> whatever you call that thing, that wooden box we're standing on. John, yes, good, you got your sword. Paul Couture, for outstanding achievement and support of the No Agenda program, we hereby knight thee, the Black Knight in the Order of the Mint of the No Agenda Roundtable, you are now... Sir Paul Couture, I have a special seat over here right next to the hookers and blow for you. Awesome. That was a long... Uh, it was nowhere today. near the commercials I had to bear on that show last night. Oh, yeah. No, that, so, dude, we, please. We'd be, this, we'd be done. This, this show, we've already given more content than any two-hour show ever. Yes, delivers. please. In fact, we have literally given more content than any two-hour radio show at this point. Right, and we're only half done. We're just getting started. We've only just begun to So, live. Uh, anyway, congratulations to everybody. And we want you to, uh, anyone who, who wants to help us out here on the show, it's Dvorak.org slash NA. You can look at my... Uh, <laughs> my your wonderful code. Dreamweaver page. Oh, Dreamweaver. Uh, or you can go to channeldvorak.com slash NA. And those links have all been updated, by the way. Uh, so dvorak.org slash NA. And, and the noagendashow.com has a link to the donation page. Please uh, uh, give us a hand and keep this the user-supported show that everybody else would love to have on their uh, in their basket. And, r- and right after I return from my short, uh, very cheap vacation... As I'm uh, staying at a friend's house. There's nothing better than having a house uh, on a beautiful island than having a friend with a house on a beautiful island. Um, then uh, you'll be seeing a lot more coming out of uh, the Hilltop Watchtower Crackpot Command Center as uh, I have freed up my time in total belief uh, that this model will work and that it will uh, support uh, us, the show, John and I. And uh, then we use this to pay bills, by the way. In- until we start to suck. Well, yeah, if we suck, then then that's our own fault. Yeah, then it's our own fault. Um, also, consider the $33.33 uh, monthly subscription, which will uh, automatically get you a boarding pass for the mothership. Uh, we have uh, a sufficient boarding passes still left over, and, of course, another one added to the mix uh, on Thursday when John announced he will be staying behind. I'm not, not going. He will not be joining us. Uh, I will be piloting the craft, and uh, you know they've That's already shown, probably the reason they've already shown up over China. So it's uh, absolutely uh, coming very soon, and uh, and you'll just be able to show up. But you don't even have to check in online. You just show up and say, hey, "Here's my boarding pass," and and they'll say, goo, goo, gah, goo, 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 and uh, you get your seat. You get your seat right there, and and you also support the show at the same time. And, uh, and it's, it's the support we need most. Highly, highly, highly appreciated. So Dvorak.org slash NA, or you go to noagendashow.com. And uh, also, by the way, and the, 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 the show notes that Adam d- does for this show are astonishing. 
It's almost like, I mean, I've seen people put links together, but this, if you're a researcher out there doing any kind of political research, you want to track down these show notes that he has done. It's the most phenomenal, I mean, it's unbelievable. I would also like to point out that the show notes are also um, produced in OPML format, the open processor markup language format, so it's also structured. And this is what a lot of, uh, so it's a data set. Ooh, Vivek Kundra would love me. It's a data set that you can actually import, and uh, you can. it's very usable in this way. In fact, the uh, um, Pocket No Agenda iPhone app uses it to, to and then it, it, you can actually search the show notes perfectly in that app because the show notes are structured, um, it's structured data. It's not just a bunch of links, you know, there's headings and... It's uh, and there's a title and the link is all separate, so it's it's a beautiful uh, beautiful little thing. Thank you, John, for that. But I, I work very hard on putting those together, and I think just about everything we talk about is uh, mentioned in the show notes, one way or the other. Um, and that, yeah, you're right. If you're doing some research, then this is uh, the place. Yeah, to it's get. it's a gold mine. So we were so- talking about. Um, uh, what was that uh, that that wunder drug again, which is administered via needle? Vitrol was that it? Yeah, that one. By the way, that reminds me. We did a. I forgot to bring this up last last show, and I think before you talk about that, I want to bring back a. We did an ad. The last ad that I played, the last drug ad I played. Hold on, let, let me play it again. I, th- I know what you're going to talk about, and I think it's worth playing the ad again. Hold on, let me uh, bring it up right here. Uh, what was it called? Hmm. Probably ran on the. Uh, it wasn't the last show. No, no. What definitely wasn't the last show it was either the show before or the show before. Hmm. Not the show before. Oh, no. was it the Hey Big Brother? Yeah. Yeah, that's the no. One. Yeah, maybe. Well, yeah, well, let's take a listen. Hey, Pete. Yeah, it's me, Big Brother. Put the remote down and listen. This intervention brought to you by Niaspan. So you cut back on the cheeseburgers and stopped using your exercise bike as a coat rack. That's it? You're done? I don't think so. You told me your doctor's worried about plaque clogging your arteries. What do you call it? Coronary artery disease. That cholesterol medicine he also wants you on? Niaspan? I looked it up online. Hey, Pete, you waiting for an engraved invitation? If you have high cholesterol and coronary artery disease and diet and exercise are not enough, Niaspan, along with diet and a bile acid binding resin, is FDA approved not only to slow down plaque buildup, but to actually help clear some of it away. Pete, as kids, I always looked up to you. I'm just trying to look after you. If you cannot afford your medication, call 1-877-NIASPAN. Niaspan is not for everyone, like people with stomach ulcers, liver, or serious bleeding problems. Severe liver damage can occur when switching to Niaspan from immediate-release niacin. Blood tests are needed to check for liver problems. Tell your doctor if you have muscle pain or weakness. This could be a sign of serious side effects. This risk can increase with statin use. Tell your doctor about alcohol use, if you've ever had gout, or are diabetic and experience increases in blood sugar. Flushing, a common side effect, is warmth, redness, itching, or tingling of the skin. Ask your doctor about Niaspan. Fight back. Fight plaque. Niaspan. So, of course, right. we, we laughed about this because of the whole, you know, the well, once yeah, again... yeah, we were the... playing it for the sociology. Right. Uh, and we didn't bother looking up the fact that this drug is bogus. It's 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 a time release version of just over the counter niacin. What is niacin? 
Niacin is a vitamin B. It's vitamin B3, to be exact. <laughs> and that can it's give you a tingling. It's also known as nicotinic so- acid, by the way, for you uh, smokers out there, like the word nicotine. Mm. And uh, it is a, it, if you've ever taken it, it's like it's just a, you can get it at Costco. Uh, if you've ever taken it, uh, most many people, I've taken it, and it uh, turned me uh, uh, blood red. So, it it really? makes you flush. It's flush. It makes you. It, you just turn red as a beat. It's the weirdest stuff. I. It's, it's like I don't know how many. Why babies. did you take it? I was just taking vitamin supplements, and I took <laughs> did, one. And did you, of, did your brother call you? And, it sounds good. You take this stuff, you turn beet red. Did your brother call you and say, "Hey, big brother, hey, big brother, hey, you're big an brother, idiot. you're not stupid, you're not listening, you're gonna take the vitamin invitation? B." Yeah, so basically, they've run out of crap to sell us, and now they make this sound like some wonder drug, but it's vitamin it's, B. It's over the counter. You get it at Costco. Amazing. And, and they so still put the big miss, by the way, for not knowing that. But notice they p- still put the big disclaimer in there because that's what makes people buy this crap. There's yeah, proof right there. Good point. Proof right there. And they could have said it's a natural product. It's vitamin B. It's great for you. No, they have to make it sound like it's some uh, medication, and they sell it to you on prescription. Ask your doctor. And they, it just proves how lost we are. Lost, I tell you. Vivitrol. This is what we talked about. Vivitrol is now popping up all over the country as this wonder drug that stops will, uh, all forms of addiction. All apparently. forms of addiction, and we've talked about the. And of course, people including will, gambling. <laughs> I'm addicted to masturbation. So this um, this wonder drug is now being used uh, to reduce jail sentences in Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. This is what we didn't get to last week. Yeah, the last show. So Michael Hickenbottom. Senior, who is midway through a two and a half month jail sentence for probation violations. Wow, Lindsay Lohan, nine days, Mr. Hickenbottom, two and a half months. Mm, wants, wants released early so he can participate in a drug based treatment plan aimed at killing his urge to smoke marijuana. <laughs> I got an urge. I got a fever. Oh no, the only thing that can cure my fever is uh, more cowbell. This is nuts. So uh, here it is. Um, the medication is administered once every 28 days through uh, as part of an outpatient treatment plan. Uh, although District Attorney Jack Hanekes Jr. told Leskinen he prefers Hickenbottom's release to be contingent upon entry into an a inpatient drug treatment center, uh, Papa said Vivitrol-based therapy works best as an outpatient setting. I don't know how that works. But uh, essentially, yeah, this uh, the, the quote from the guy, I don't want to do grass anymore. I don't want to use alcohol anymore. It's amazing. It's a wonder drug. And this will be called a vaccine, by the way. You watch. People will mistakenly call it a vaccine. And I don't know what it does, but it messes with your brain. It doesn't sound good. I mean, it's messing with so, your let brain. Let me ask you a question, a personal question. Sure. Now, you used to smoke marijuana, I believe. Uh, I would say uh, from wake and bake to sleepy time, 10 years in a row. You so and you had an urge, the urge to smoke it, right? Yeah, I wake up, I go. Yeah, you're smoking doobie, it all the time. Doobie, yeah. So what drug or what treatment, what uh, therapy, what uh, what uh, support group, what was it that you did personally yes. to stop smoking marijuana? I divorced my wife. Okay, well that's not <laughs> I'm an. Just, I'm just for, kidding. I just stopped. Wait, just wait, stopped. wait, go, stop. Hold on a second. Yeah. You, you're not hearing me through. Uh huh. You used to smoke marijuana. Yes. You 
uh, where you were kind of addicted to it. You had to smoke kind of, and you were, you were kind crazy. Of. I was smoking so in the stairwell had, so at I, I just asked you the question. What support group, what drug did you take, what shots did you get, what did you do to stop? Nothing. I just stopped. I no, just, no, no. No. See, you don't understand. I stopped sticking it in my face. It, it's not possible. <laughs> I ha- what do you mean? I foresee all these news reports. You were addicted. You you had to. You've been helped by some group oh. or some drug. Oh yes. You can't just stop. You can't just stop and have it be over with. No, it's impossible. <laughs> I know. I am living proof. I uh, the. You and a million other people. Yeah, it just stopped. It's just like, okay, I'm not going to do this anymore, and I just stopped, and uh, and I have not touched it since, and I don't miss it. It's it's actually it's not a it's it's not it's not addictive. It's not addictive. I am addicted to nicotine. Yeah. However, is- however, if if I wanted to, I could just stop. You probably could. If yeah, you no, I know I could because to. the the addic- the addiction part, the physical addiction. It's really like it's like forty eight hours or something. I mean, I get on a long haul flight and uh, and fly uh, you know uh, across the world, and I I'm not one of those people going. Oh, I wish I could smoke. You know, I like just turn my brain off and I forget about it. Of course, I'm stupid. When I arrive, I'm like, damn, I'd like a smoke right now. You know, and then I light one up. But I could. I mean, clearly, I'm not like freaking out on the plane. I just stop. It's uh, you know, I, I I can stop in a restaurant. We have fine meals. Do you see me freaking out? Like, okay, we got to go. We got to go. We got to go. I got to go outside. Got to smoke. Do you ever see me doing that? No. By the way, I'd like to uh, thank everyone who sent in notices that they went to visit uh, the wonderful restaurant Fringal in San Francisco after we discussed it. Um, funny enough, uh, people had a great uh, meal there. And when they said John and Adam sent us, the maitre d' went, who? <laughs> of course. <laughs> like, what? I who? told them, the French, they're French place. They think everybody's the Gestapo. <laughs> they're like, they're like well, we don't know them. We don't know <laughs> we, them. We don't know them. We, we have no idea who is who this Jean. All I know is we can walk into the place and get a table. Who is this Jean Charles? We do not know of him. Ah, go away. You want to Bordeaux. So, um... <laughs> anyway, Vivatrol is uh, it's making a march, and you can watch this stuff. And how about this, John? How about this for a small prediction? Uh, Lindsay Lohan on Vivitrol. Ooh. Watch it come. Just watch. Oh, you can watch brother. it happen. You can watch it happen because it's part of the whole yeah, scam. Yeah. yeah, you were leading up to that. You got me. Yep, I did. No, it's uh, Lindsay Lohan will be on Vivitrol. It'll be outpatient basis. It'll be every 28 and days. Wait, she- she's going to get a multi-million dollar contract to plug it. Ooh. Let's up the ante on this prediction. And she'll do Vogue with her scram bracelet on. It's going to be it's going to be the new hot fashion man for the fall. It's the scram bracelet. The now, whole thing is pathetic. But you know, it, yeah, it's pathetic because it's a total scam. It's a scam. Now this stuff may work. I'm not saying it doesn't, but come on. This is messing with your brain. This is a hallucinogenic. This is doing something with your neurotransmitters and receptors and and rapporteurs. It, it can't be good. That's what we're trying to say. It doesn't and sound like could it. Smoke dope for t- ten years or twenty years or however long it was, and just stop cold turkey without thinking twice about it. Then anybody can. It, then anybody can do it. <laughs> what? Wait. What are you trying to say about me? If I can do it, anybody can do it. Yeah, it's like New York. You know, if you make it, you can make it anywhere. <laughs> Good news from Gitmo Nation, Great White North, and I did not know this was going on. However, uh, British Columbia, the British Columbian government, has suspended a program that attempts to test the sexual responses of young male sex offenders. And uh, have you heard about this uh, program that they had up there? No. Here's how the program worked. It was... (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my God. It's like, it, I find it even hard to, to think about this. The test required offenders as young as 13 years old. Your 13-year-old. I mean, what did you do when you're 13 to become a sex offender? I don't know that's possible. <laughs> to look at images of nude and semi-nude children. Well, and that's li- illegal wait, right there. Wait, and listen to audio descriptions of forced sex while they're... <laughs> wait. While their physical responses were measured with sensors attached to their genitals. My understanding is Colorado does this to this day. Really? Yeah. I remember what is this, this coming what, up in what, the con- what century are we in? Uh, sounds like the second. But the I remember this coming up in the conversation when Kobe Bryant was arrested for a rape or accused, accused of rape, allegedly raping somebody in a hotel. And there was and he had all the best attorneys in the world. And this came up in the conversation saying that if he if he was found guilty, they would do this to him to see how you know what a sex offender he was. Wait a minute. So, so, what, so what they're saying is if if you look at a picture of a nude child and you get an erection, then you're a sex offender. Apparently, this yeah. is crazy. This is like if the witch if the witch floats, she's not a witch. Okay, right, exactly. This is this or is creepy. Like this is just absolutely totally creepy. creepy. Oh my God. Listen to audio descriptions of forced sex while their physical responses are measured by attaching sensors to their genitals. Well, they've stopped doing this. Oh, good idea. Yeah, I think they're still doing Colorado. Really? Some Coloradans. We don't have any Colorado contributors that I know of. No kidding. They, they've all got sensors <laughs> attached to their jail. genitals. <laughs> jail. So, uh, <laughs> all right. Jail. Yeah, that's disgusting. That is, well, I'm glad that they've stopped it, but I, I was like, whoa. Shantix, by the way, which we've been harping on for quite a while, new report comes out. And, of course. Uh, by, by the way, Washington State apparently still does this, according to uh, Eric. And they hmm. even have a sex offender island prison. Excellent. Yeah, they want to do one of those off the coast of California. We talked about yeah, that. They just put them all in Catalina. So here's a report. The clear temporal relationship, lack of prior history of this behavior, and unusual nature of these events strengthens the accumulating scientific evidence that Veroniclin, uh, which is the medical name for Shantix, is associated with thoughts and acts of aggression and violence. We recommend that physicians and pharmacists ensure that all patients are informed of possible psychiatric symptoms of Shantix, including violent and aggressive thoughts. Again, more proof that Mel Gibson is on this stuff and needs help. Needs yeah, to be well, saved. We obviously got the right to, well, the well, degrees so, someone, of separation. Someone is going to be listening to this show. Somebody, and of course, they're going to take credit for it on Extra. Oh, yeah. You know, doctor finds out that Mel Gibson's on Shantix. Well, actually, they would suppress that information since Shantix is such a big advertiser, again, proving our point of theory that we have to be user-supported. So that'll never get into the public domain. Uh, Poor Mel. Meanwhile, this this woman is just pushing his buttons, and the guy's freaking out on this Shantix crap. Maybe he'll kill her. (laughs) And then get off. Uh, If he takes Vivitrol. So talking about these ads, I do have one ad I want to play. Oh. But again, for the sociology, and I don't care about the product, that this is for proactive. It's because when I heard this guy's voice, this is one of the most amazing, the the, the voiceover guys, what we're we're listening to here. Nice. Do I get to emulate him? 
that's what I want to know. I don't think this is one you can do. Oh, my goodness. This is a happy voice. And anyone who saw the movie Office Space and remembers that one <laughs> restaurant where that happy guy with all the uh, buttons. <laughs> well, your pride, pride, pride buttons. You got your pride buttons on. That guy. Mm-hmm. He is like the he's like he may even be his voice. But this guy has the happiest voice. And it's a youthful happiness talking to women. And I found the sociology of this ad to be fascinating. And this voice is just like, wow. But anyway, let's play it. Just in time for summer. Toss out your makeup and give your skin a fresh, clean look with the number one proactive. Now that my skin is clear after using proactive, I don't even have to wear makeup. It feels liberating. Now faster and gentler than ever before, proactive clears acne on your face and body so you can show off your clear, sexy skin all summer long. I went out and bought a little spaghetti strap dress and it was a really amazing feeling. Order proactive today. Normally $40, pay only $19.95 with this special offer. And to give your skin that sexy summertime glow, indulge with our vitamin-enriched refining mask. Your free gift just for trying proactive. The mask is awesome, and it just feels like everything is just, like, fresh. Order now, and we'll even add a travel size moisturizer. Perfect for summer. Call 1-800-79-9-9-9-9-9-9-9-9-9-9-9-9-9-9-9-9-9-9-9-9-9-9-9-9-9-9-9-9-9-9-9-9-9-9-9-9-9-9-9-9-9-9-9-9-9-9-9-
This is uh, new in the contract of carriage from uh, actually my favorite airline, Southwest Airlines. I love them dearly because they don't give a crap about you and they let you know it. And I, and I like that. It's, they give you value for value without a doubt. So uh, in these contracts of carriage, they always have acts of God, right? And if there's an act of God, then uh, all bets are off. And this is in uh, many, many contracts. Jeez, uh, I think even in investment contracts, it's all over the place. Yeah, we have it in our speaker's agreement. <laughs> well, we you, do. Well, it's good because you can add something to it. So what would you think uh, constitutes an act of God? Uh, I would say a flood, a lightning strike, um, an earthquake. Um, you know, that sort of thing. Well, on page 11 of their contract of carriage, they have now uh, changed this, and they've added mechanical difficulties to the acts of God. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. God did it. Crap. God broke the plane. (laughs) What a crock. (laughs) That is bad. In such cases, the contract says passengers are entitled to refunds only on the used portion of their ticket. Southwest has no obligation to provide compensation for any type of special incidental or consequential damages due to such an act of God. Let's just mechanical, (laughs) mechanical difficulties. I love it. I have another awesome uh, Trains Good Plates Bad segment. Wow, this uh, this one blew me away. The fix is in. Uh, And for those of you who are new to the program, we may have some new listeners. Uh, We believe that there is a huge, well, we have pretty much evidence that uh, the largest PR firm in the world, or one of the most successful ones at it, uh, Hill & Knowlton, is now in charge of the United States uh, high-speed rail project and are pushing this thing to no end, and uh, not just pushing trains, but are slamming planes. Michelle Obama, our first lady, her communications chief, Camille Johnson, Johnston, has left uh, the service of our first lady for a private sector job. This would be vice president at Siemens. Right, the guy's trying to do the high-speed rail. The guy, what are we trying to do? They make the high-speed trains. They make crap, though. They're, 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 they do not make the good trains. This well, is but, not going to be work out for us. But we've got the, the guy, the ex-bigwig uh, from Siemens now took the job for the California high-speed rail project, and he took a huge pay cut. Of course, he's, sure he did. Yeah, he's got options and everything on the back end because they're going to buy Siemens trains. We've got the first lady's confidant communications chief so she's just part of the uh, the pr scam going to uh siemens it's just uh it's amazing oh and uh this quote there was a vote we missed house resolution 1366 passed july 27th recognizing and honoring the freight railroad industry Mm. And its employees. Yeah, no, we've got it. We, hey, we've yeah, got this it. is all but Warren Buffett invests in Burlington Northern. The next thing you know, all this stuff starts to happen. And then we have Ray LaHood. He's going to get a bunch of free track is what it amounts to. And in the olden days, the railroad had to put their track down, and it costs a lot of money. So they're going to put high-speed rail track all over the place. Nobody's going to go on the high-speed train. The, and the freight guys are going to say, well, can we use these tracks? Yeah, you might as well. We're not using it. And boom, <laughs> you get a nice free new track track so ray LaHood, which just sounds so gangsterish who was our transportation secretary um was over there in uh madison uh actually milwaukee i'm sorry and uh, i said well you know uh we've uh 
hey, we got a $2.5 billion hole in the state, but uh, that's no problem because uh, we're going to lay down some track. An additional $2.5 billion will be awarded for high-speed rail projects in uh, Milwaukee. This is happening, said uh, Governor Jim Doyle. But here's the quote. LaHood says, we need to get infrastructure in place. Then we'll have the discussion about how operating part of it will work. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. So first, spend the money, put it down, then we'll figure out how to make it work. Okay, great. Yeah, just like pass the bill to read it later. Yeah, great. I don't have people sign contracts like that. I've had people introduce contracts. Don't worry about it. We'll fix it afterwards. Just get it done. No, no, no. no. Here's it. We'll make you whole later. That's the quote. Don't worry, man. We'll make you whole later, and we'll fix it all up. So, yeah, uh, yeah so the I think uh, if I look at the overview today, and you can find it in the Trains Good, Planes Bad, Woo Woo heading of uh, the show notes at noagendashow.com, I think you'll see that uh, trains are ahead 8 to 1 this week. <laughs> 8 to 1, 8 to 1. Here's something we didn't talk about. I'm sure it came up maybe on one of the other shows you do. Um, this uh, DNS key... That like seven people have some kind of secret card thingy and uh, and they can uh, reboot the, the, the root domain servers. Yeah. Have you heard about this? Well, I know about it. Well, this, one of these guys was on the BBC. And uh, I wanted to share this uh, little piece of audio with you because uh, I just want to understand kind of what's going on. And the way the BBC uh, talks about it, this is, you know, it's really like... Ooh, he's, he's, he holds one of the keys. It's all top secret. And ooh, it's the catastrophe key for the internet. And a British computer expert has been entrusted, apparently, with part you of the You personally have become part of, I'll use the quote which will uh, embarrass you, an elite international circle of trust charged with restarting the internet yeah. in the event of a global catastrophe. I, I am the trusted community representative for Europe. Uh, for holding a recovery key share. Now, what that really means in, Eng- in English is there were 60 people were nominated to be holders of this recovery key from the European region. I am delighted to be chosen as the holder of the recovery key. And in the event of a fundamental catastrophic failure of the DNSSEC system, what I hold is a very small fragment of a key, a digital key, that will restart the process of signing the root zone. It is so unlikely I'll ever be called upon but at least the process has been thought through for actually a full disaster recovery mechanism being in place. Could you describe the digital key for me? Yes, it looks like a credit card. If you imagine the chip that's on your credit card, that's actually a storage device and what I hold on that uh, storage device is a very small fragment of uh, the encryption key that is protecting the master root key. And in the event of something catastrophic happening, what do you do? What do you, the digital key, do? Um, I have to uh, take uh, my key over to a secure location in the U.S., uh, along with four of my colleagues. There need to be a total of five of us present. The secure location has actually the hardware and also some additional keys which would actually restart the process of generating the DNSSEC root key. Essentially switch it back on? Essentially switch back on the DNSSEC service that would have been compromised. It would work, but it would be possible for the bad guy to pretend and masquerade as a legitimate commercial operation. Why do there need to be five of you? 
basically no one party is in a position to hold the master key and that is a very sensible approach if the key were exclusively held in one geographical region it could lead to fragmentation fragmentation of the internet as we know we don't want to see balkanization of the global universal internet i know you won't tell me but i'm i'm guessing there's mind-boggling security before you get to this location i'm guessing it's in a desert and you go down in a lift is that right uh, you don't go in a lift oh. but it, it is in the desert and it is exceptionally secure be assured and <laughs> well, i'm also seeing a man in purple with a big hat but it's not that <laughs> far from it though no. what, what the hell does that mean about what a, a man in purple with a big hat i don't know what the fuck that means <laughs> so what's up with this i mean it seems to me like this is more a key to bring down the internet no no it's a to. reboot system this is all they're talking about is rebooting the dns system if they have to if something crazy happens and they need to do it with you know, this this doesn't bother me in the least and the fact of the matter is the Internet's not going to completely go down anyway because there's these alternative DNS systems. I was that just going to say, don't we need noagendadns.org or something like that? Don't we need to have our own DNS we system? We don't need, no. No? Of all the things in the world we need, that's not one <laughs> Oh, of come them. on. Come God. on. I want a DNS service. you got to keep tagging the real one. It's just it's, it's, it's too much work. The, anyway, the point is, no, this is not, this is not a big deal. The big deal seems to me that the guy has to travel there. Yeah. I mean, there yeah. should be some remote way of doing this. But And whether it's in the desert or not, really, I wonder. I mean, I remember I visited May East once, and yeah, the I've guy said, you're going to you're gonna die when you see this place. Oh, it's a bunch it, of – it's crap. It's a bunch yeah, of – everything's strung up. And, you go yeah. in there. It's, in, it's in, in, uh, in Virginia in one of those, you know, one of those spook towns, and uh, it's in a basement of some garage – and you drive in, and the, the main pipe that goes to Europe is actually across the the driving thing. So if you're like a truck that's that's too high for the for the the, the ceiling, you'd, you'd bust it. And yeah, right. I think they've changed a lot of this since I visited. I had a bunch of I did a photo essay and published it somewhere, but showing the inside of this thing. It's you know it's a locked room. You, if you have a key, you can get in and throw a grenade in there and finish off the European right. Uh, connections. Right. But. Uh, Anyway, I think they they may have secured it better because some I've seen other <laughs> since you were there probably <laughs> yeah, somewhat. I remember when here? May East flooded. Do you remember Why that? Is this guy here, John. Do you remember when May East flooded? Do you remember May that? East would have flooded because it's in a basement. No, it flooded once. I remember, and it took out the whole eastern seaboard. Okay, well, yeah. that was probably why. I think they moved it. Oh, yeah, but I remember when it flooded, and I was like, holy crap, and all these servers just fried. And it took them like three days to bring everything back online just because they had to bring in, you know, get a, a duplicate location. And at the time, they were dealing with, uh, with uh, what was it, uh, MFS, Metropolitan Fiber Systems. And it was, it was yeah, hard back in yeah. the day to, to get all that stuff up and running again. But anyway, yeah, no, this doesn't uh, bother me in the least. And I think the guy over-dramatized the, you All know, right. if, if the guy would have used the word, hey, we got to read, there was a bunch of computers that are, that consist of, that make up the DNS system. And if the thing goes down, we have to just reboot them all. You know, we need some way of doing that. And this is what the process is. And it would probably take down the Internet for a couple of days uh, if it was that bad. And the guy, of course, would flat the fly over. Of course, most people by the by this time are stupid enough to switch to Google DNS services. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, this may trouble you then. Uh, I've got a report here. It appears that uh, many very important drugs are in severe shortfall around the country. And these are drugs that are used in uh, emergency rooms, such as uh, epinephrine, lidocaine, uh, other drugs for heart stoppage, uh, shock treatment. Epinephrine, yeah. Epinephrine. 
Um, and uh, Tennessee, Pennsylvania, California have already seen the incorporation of the so-called alternate protocol because these drugs are in uh, such short supply. And I was wondering if uh, if you'd heard Obamacare. about this. Is, is this Obamacare? Is this, what, is this what it's done to us? I don't know. It's weird, just, though. Just wondering. Doesn't, let's, not, let's not get a heart attack this week. It doesn't sound like no, a good No, I'm going to hold off on that. So I've got a couple of clips I want to get in before the show's over. Okay. So I was watching, again, Democracy Now!, and I love the way they present their news. It's just skewed. Really? It's... it's <laughs> you don't say. Yeah. It's skewed to slam on the Americans. So, she, so the woman there that... that woman that's, does the, that tries to be uh, Walter Cronkite, <laughs> she uh, announces that the cluster bomb treaty that I don't even know where this treaty comes from, wasn't, would, would, the Americans refused to sign it. And, and, and so she's talked about the treaty and she says, and the Americans refused to sign the cluster bomb treaty. I don't even like it's a UN treaty. I don't know what. So she mentions three countries that refused to sign as though these are the bad guys. But she luckily she kind of mentions the other countries that wouldn't sign it any either. And it's like, who else is there? Play this clip. An international treaty banning cluster bombs goes into effect Sunday, but the United States, as well as Russia and Israel, have refused to sign the treaty. All three countries have used cluster bombs in recent years. Other key countries who've refused to sign the treaty include Brazil, China, India, Pakistan, and South Korea. What kind of treaty is that? <laughs> Nobody's signing this no thing. One's signing so she it. had to get the jab on Israel. Israel, in there. all right. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Who cares? There's enough enough stuff to kill everybody. I need to talk about Gitmo Nation down under for a moment. First of all, Kevin Rudd, the uh, former prime minister who uh, quit and is mired in all kinds of scandals. Ooh, he had to go to the hospital for gallbladder surgery. Doesn't really? sound too good. Yeah, yeah, I think they're like giving him a little message there. But this is a report that uh, folks in Gitmo Nation East, the mother country in this case uh, for Down Under, will want to pay attention to uh, because uh, really big, and also Gitmo Nation Lowlands, I should say, uh, the Oyster card, of course, is what everyone needs to use uh, almost exclusively if you really want to use the tube services, the subway or any type of uh, public transportation. Uh, It is uh, that this card, the same technology, has also been uh, deployed in, uh, in the Lowlands, Gitmo Nation version and in uh, Gitmo Nation down under. However, exactly what we thought could happen with this RFID technology is now indeed taking place. I believe the system there is called the Mikey, M-Y-K-I. I'm not sure about the pronunciation, uh, but I have a little clip here from uh, theage.com.au. And this is their little jingle, what they started off with. I have heard a story from Brisbane that this lady was on the bus... Uh, the team Sam has a murderer. She didn't know she, there was a murderer there. Um, she was contacted because the police were able to track where she was because they, she had a go card. It's a smart card system, just like the MetLink system. And um, were able to help, uh, use, use her information to try and track this murderer. Each of these systems that have been put in around the world, and now they're very common, uh, have had to go through privacy concerns um, because it is possible... Um, if if we know who the person is um, to track them, and I, I, I think that's not appropriate, uh, and in fact that's very much uh, 
changed the way that it's organised, uh, it is not appropriate and or allowed under the law to um, when these things are set up to track people. However, there will be extreme cases such as this murder investigation where I think it's okay to um, to if you circumvent the protections, but it should only be done on a very specialist yeah, right. case and with a very uh, you know altruistic and positive and re- a reasonable reason to do so. Um, this I is the uh, transportation secretary, by the way, who's talking. It's an example of where the technology has some positive sides. Nothing positive. Very positive. much it's true that there are privacy concerns, and I think, you know, we need to actually make sure we cover those things off. Um, and I think people that uh, are using Mikey should be aware that, that, that there can be privacy concerns. But I wouldn't be overly concerned about Big Brother. I, I think that <laughs> this example in Brisbane is an example where uh, there were very positive reasons why the police wanted to do this. Positive. And I think it's a, it's a credit to the technology that uh, we can try and, uh, you know, use it for these purposes. But I think it should only ever be done as long as it's for, you know, uh, the children. positive reasons. The children. <laughs> the children. The children. Only if it's for the children. So there you go. They're, they're just using it to track you there down under. Great. Good. Great, great, great. Perfect. And this, of course, is happening everywhere. Uh, where uh, or put it, your cards in a wallet that have uh, either a uh, little Faraday cage built into the wallet. A lot of guys make this. Uh, I'll get you the name of a wallet maker in Southern California that makes these wallets, and uh, it protects you from such uh, snooping. And other th- or, or if you just want to do simple, uh, get some lead foil and wrap the card in lead around foil. your head and wrap it around your head. <laughs> you maybe. <laughs> Put the lead foil around the card, and nothing's coming out or going into that card, I can assure you. I have to get uh, some clips from uh, the C-SPAN video library is weird. Uh, What I get more and more often now is this clip is not available. I've gotten a lot of that recently. Yeah, I don't, I I'm not liking that. Get it. I'm not liking that. That's And uh, then I clicked on it. It says, if you, it's unavailable, send us a note. I sent him a note. I never heard no, back. No, you're not going to hear back from them. However, science! science! United States uh, Environmental Protection Agency Administrator Lisa Jackson rebuffed recent efforts to prevent her agency from regulating greenhouse gas emissions. You know, the president has essentially given the EPA uh, carte blanche to uh, regulate greenhouse gas emissions, which is what is coming out of my pie hole right now, stating that the evidence proving climate change is a problem remains, quote, robust, voluminous, and compelling. In other words, the science is in! She rejected 10 petitions filed by the Attorneys General of Texas, Virginia, and the Ohio Coal Association and other groups that urged her to nullify the endangerment finding. And she said, no way, shut up, slave. Shut up. These petitions, based as they are on selectively edited out-of-context data and manufactured controversy, or controversy, provide no evidence to undermine our determination. (laughs) Uh, Shut up, slave. The body of science... The body, ooh, the body of science! From the IPCC and the National Academy of Sciences supports the agency's findings that greenhouse gases threaten human health. And the endangerment finding has been decades in the making. EPA has determined that the petitioner's arguments and evidence are inadequate, generally unscientific, and do not show that the underlying science supporting the endangerment finding is flawed. It's unbelievable. Well, you might as well go for that to my clip, which is Tom Hartman discussing global warming and how. And then he put this is the most weird 
non sequitur thing I've I've ever heard him say. It the whole thing makes no sense, but he dramatizes the news with this wait there's more segment people in Japan's worst heat wave has killed 66 people. But wait, there's more. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency has smacked down petitions by conspiracy theorists who argue that global warming is a hoax. No, it's not. But wait, there's still more. Republicans, with the potential support of a few Democrats, conservative Dems, depending on oil money, are geared up to block oil disaster reform bills in the House and Senate. But wait, there's even more. Public campaign reports that House Minority Whip Eric Cantor took in almost a quarter million dollars, to half a million dollars in the second quarter from the financial industry, including Goldman Sachs and Bank of America. This is the number two Republican in the House of Representatives, one of the top ten recipients for oil and gas contributions. Without campaign finance reform that works, expect more floods, fires, oil spill disasters, and Republican Great Depressions. <laughs> what? <laughs> How do you go from global warming to, to flo- Republican Great Depressions? Yeah, and oh, man. Meanwhile... It's cold here in Los Angeles. No, it's freezing today. You know, we've had our, of course, July in San Francisco is a cold month usually in a, in a classic sense. Sometimes it's not, but once in a while it's perfect. Like this month has been the same. Fog, 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 sun, fog, fog, fog. But the, the, in the olden days, as I recall it as a kid, you'd have the fog uh, break up around 1130 to 1 and then it would be nice and warm, and then it would maybe roll in at night. But now it's staying out. It's staying foggy until about 2. Yeah. Which is very annoying. And it's, it's August. It's, well, it's actually, August. It, tomorrow's August. Yeah, it'll well, stop it's tomorrow. as good as August. Let me ask you a question. You know, Rolling Stone magazine has had a number of uh, phenomenal exposés exposing Goldman Sachs in perfect timing, of course, for the put options, uh, as well as uh, helping... Uh, General McChrystal uh, get out of uh, the horrible situation he was in and installing the shill Petraeus. How come they don't go after Wyclef Jean? <laughs> He's a musician. And, you know, and they have this, this puff piece on him, and there's not a... I don't even think there's a mention of the controversy surrounding his... Uh, actually, there is. I'm sorry. Uh, surrounding his, uh, his non-profit charity. At the very last line of this puff piece... While Jean publicly admitted that his foundation has made some operational mistakes in the past, he denied that he profited in any way off of his charity. So this is the guy who has now filed all the paperwork. By the way, his dad is ambassador uh, to Haiti. Mm. Um, Or, yeah, in the the United States. And friends with Clinton. And Yeah, he's very good friends with Clinton. In 2006, Wyclef Jean uh, released a song... Which uh, goes something like this. Listen to the uh, lyrics of the first uh, verse here of this song, which is titled, If I Was President. Signs everywhere. Saying Wyclef for president. If I was president, I'd get elected on Friday. Assassinated on Saturday. <laughs> there you go. That's what's going to happen. So he'll become president of Haiti, and they'll kill him, and then they'll put some other puppet in. This is just the New World Order laughing at us again. They set this crap up in 2006. Like, <laughs> watch this, man. This will be great. I'm going to be president of Haiti, dude. And then like, they'll shoot me. But, of course, it won't really shoot me. I'll be living in Paraguay. That's where I'll be hanging out. This is a total fix. I don't yeah, like this guy. I don't. Yeah, I don't like this guy. I'm not going to call that too crap. I don't like this guy. I don't like it. I, I don't do, like him either. I, I think there's like something it. fishy about him. Duh! If if you're friends with Clinton, he's probably up there in the no fly zone right now at the wedding. You watch. 
Wyclef Jean performed at the wedding for Chelsea Clinton. She yeah, it could be. It wouldn't surprise me yeah, one it bit. It wouldn't surprise me a bit. And then this was very funny. Mother Jones, who I think is a reasonably respected uh, journalistic outfit, they seem to still uh, pay journalists to go and do some work, have um, done some investigation on the Better Business Bureau. And the the reason they did this is because of this whole, and I don't want to get into that, this uh, ABC News story about Glenn Beck uh, shilling for a gold line international, fleecing its customers. This is a, yeah. buy, a buy gold coin scam. And, uh, and of course, uh, gold, gold Line, I'm sorry, Gold Line has a A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau in Los Angeles. And uh, it was my understanding always that the Better Business Bureau was uh, an organization you could call up, and, you, or you could, and now, of course, they have a website, and you can check them out and see if, uh, if a business is on the up and up. Isn't that kind of what it's used for? Isn't that, isn't, yeah, kind of. Isn't it supposed to be good? Yeah, it's, no, but I haven't heard any complaints. So um, the way it works is you, uh, you pay $425 uh, to uh, become an accredited business with the uh, Better Business Bureau. Uh, so uh, Mother Jones <laughs> registered Hamas <laughs> with the Better Business Bureau uh, as a uh, accredited business. Uh, and the Better Business Bureau's Hamas listing states the business is devoted to, quote, providing educational services to troubled youth and has received an excellent rating from the Better Business Bureau. <laughs> Hamas. Yeah. So uh, I guess that does it for the BBB. Well, it looks like they're not really doing a job anymore. They're just collecting license fees. Right. Wow. Well, you know, this is the problem with this country. Hit me, baby. You know, it's basically people are, you know, getting scammed out of money. There's phony baloney, you know, certifications out there. Uh, it's just take the money, get the cert, you know, set yourself up as a certifying agency. And the next thing you know, you uh, you start selling certificates and essentially uh, it's, it's ridiculous. Right. So I wonder if the, how the, I mean, it's like, does Underwriters Lab ever check anything anymore? I mean, for oh, that. Uh, Underwriters Lab is a huge commercial business. And how about, uh, you know, the, the car and drivers car of the year? The, you, what, was it a coincidence that they seem to rotate through the brands? Hmm. Hmm. So is there any, how about Consumer Reports? I think Consumer Reports does what they do. I mean, I think they do look over these things. But, you know, when we were, when I was at PC Magazine in its heyday, and we would do really look at stuff carefully, and Consumer Reports would do something on computers or computer printers, there was always crap. It wasn't very good. Right. They're, they're, what they were saying was recommended this and that and the other thing. And, by the way, they did it with cameras, too. I think the Mamiya SLR in the olden days was always their favorite camera when everyone was buying Nikon and Canon. First, for a reason. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think that you, I don't think they, they they go out of their way. I don't think they're bought off by any means. I think they're honest, but I don't think that they're that that great. So the only people you can trust, uh, and that's is just us. marginally, <laughs> the two of us. us. Yeah, just the two of us. We can make it if we try. That's right. We are great. Go ahead and try us all summer long. You know, we, it's like you can't find anything out on Google. I mean, things like Yelp, you have to use Yelp now to find out, you know, reviews or restaurants because you can't trust the reviewers. And, right. so, you know, the professional reviewers are all out to lunch, literally. 
and that, but the but you can kind of you can deconstruct things using these new mechanisms, but it's a kind of painful. I mean, Yelp takes some getting used to how to use it properly, and you can still get you know take the wrong turn. I mean, it it's a hopeless consumer. The consumerist, the consumer movement, consumerism, it's, it's screwed over. Well, thank goodness there's a new hot Russian spy to look at. Ooh. Yeah, we got a new one. Uh, because the uh, the box office for uh, uh, Angelina's movie wasn't doing too well. Salt, yeah. Yeah, yeah I thought they pumped it enough, but apparently not. No, 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 it wasn't working well enough. So they came out with a 24-year-old Anna Fermanova. She's hot, by the way. She, and I'm, uh, she has a belly button ring, wears bikinis on her Facebook pictures. Yes, she is America's she big new... fat lips like... Uh, oh, yeah. No, no, she has a... Well, oh, she's hot. For a Russian. What's her name? Anna Fermanova. And uh, she's currently under house arrest in Texas, awaiting trial for knowingly and intentionally exporting contraband weapons, grade, uh, weapons-grade night vision scopes to Moscow. According to her booking papers, she is 5'6", has a belly ring. She likes slutty Halloween costumes and pointing at the camera when she's drunk. <laughs> and uh, Gawker actually has a lot of pictures of her. She's hot, man. She's great. This is bogus. <laughs> no, it's to pump up uh, the box office for Salt. Yeah, obviously. She's e- not that Even hot. Variety wrote a review of Salt and said, you know, if it weren't for, for the Russian spy ring, I would have walked out of the movie, but it was kind of compelling because, it, I mean, they're saying it. They're just saying it right out and out. Anna Fermanova, come here, you hot Russian minx. I'm a former Soviet spy. Come here, comrade. Let me, let me lick your belly button ring. And then uh, the assault on salt has finally uh, made it up north to Gitmo Nation, Great White North. Of course, they couldn't use our... Um, uh, what is it? The uh, what was our uh, Institute of Sciences report, which is funded by uh, the government? It's not uh, really an independent organization. They got a beautiful building, though. That's for sure. Uh, so they have their own uh, panel of experts. Uh, the group chaired by Health Canada released its long-awaited report Thursday in Ottawa. Manufacturers are being encouraged to lower the sodium content of their products over time to meet voluntary salt targets. The initial targets. The initial aim is to reduce people's average daily sodium intake by about a third to 2,300 milligrams. That's like a teaspoon. For adults, 1,500 milligrams of sodium per day is considered adequate. The group's goal of 2,300 milligrams is considered the most sodium people should consume each day. So it's coincidental that every country just has all these... Uh, yeah, all at once, all, all at the same time. All happening oh, wow. at the same huh. time, yeah. It wouldn't have anything to do with the Codex Alimentarius, would it? Recommendations include revamping Canada's food labeling system to make sodium levels clearer to consumers, forcing restaurants to list the amount of sodium in each dish. What the hell is that? That's bull crap. So you're like, oh, I put three grains on this one. Making companies use the same serving sizes in the nutrition facts table on the product labels. Updating Canada's food guide with more information about sodium and calories. Putting more government money into research. Ding, 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 ding. There's the big one. And monitoring sodium intake and releasing a report each year looking at whether people are actually cutting salt out of their diets. Because if not, we're going to come and get you, you slaves. Maybe they can uh, give us Vivitrol to cut back on our uh, salt addiction. It could be. Yeah, that could really help. Meanwhile, I'm, I'm still uh, sprinkling some salt on my uh, uh, espressos and loving it. 
I'm hyped yeah, up. Yeah, I'm going to have to try that. It's really, but it has to be sea salt. Just to, just grind a little, just a, a, not too much. Otherwise, you know, you're like, oh, I'm drinking salt. Uh, just a little. <laughs> salt. <laughs> this, by the way, seems to be uh, an old-fashioned tradition. I get plenty of emails from people saying, yeah, my grandmother, when she would do drip coffee, she'd always throw some salt into the grinds uh, before uh, dripping the coffee through the filter. And so, of course, uh, the system I have won't do that. But uh, just just a quick grind on top, it, it does give it a nice little kick. It's a little, uh, I don't know, it's it's interesting. It adds some dimension to the flavor profile. Ooh, I, you know, the way you say that. And then finally, before we get out of here, and this is for uh, the United States of Europe, uh, of course, we're so pristine and, uh, and uh, we don't want genetically modified anything, although it's now been approved, of course, uh, thanks to the Lisbon Treaty. Report that uh, cloned meat and dairy products are already uh, lining the supermarket shelves in Gitmo Nation, United States of Europe. Uh, one well, British- wait, hold on a second. I was under the impression some years back that the United States of Europe was against GMO anything and they weren't going to tolerate the crap that we make over here and all the rest of it. What happened? Well, they introduced the Lisbon Treaty, which the Dutch and the French uh, voted down as the European Constitution. They then came back and they pulled it all apart and made it into this beautiful little document, which no one got to vote on except for the Irish. Uh, the British were promised to vote. They weren't allowed to vote. Uh, the Dutch uh, did not get to vote. And uh, You're describing a coup d'etat. No. They're clearly... Monsanto d'etat. Yeah, they're, uh, Monsanto d'etat. One British farmer said he was routinely selling milk produced by the offspring of a cloned cow, and the Swiss government admitted that several hundred of its cattle were second- or third-generation clone descendants. Wow, that explains the two-headed ones. (laughs) That explains the two-headed people in European Parliament. That's what it explains. So, um... So I didn't know this at all, that they were drinking cloned milk. Yep. Oh, yeah. Let's just drink water. And that, right. <laughs> yeah. You know, I like water. Best part of waking up is fluoride in my cup. That's right. A nice little cup of fluoridated water. And by the way, have some aspartame chewing gum. Freshens your breath. All summer long, it'll make you feel really good. You don't get addicted to it at all. It's great. All the kids are doing it. Uh, you were over the top on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I already busted my gut doing it the first time, so. Well, that was the best. So we're going to try and do a show on Thursday. I'll be coming to you from uh, Gitmo uh, Nation Dutch Antilles. Um, hopefully the bandwidth will uh, will be sufficient. Should we not be able to pull it off, uh, then we'll try doing it without the stream. If we can't do it without the stream, uh, then we do have a uh, an evergreen show. Yeah, uh, the best of uh, the early days. But I'm uh, I'm fully expecting to have a show. I just want to say I, I don't yeah, see any. There will anyway. be something played. <laughs> there will be something. We will not disappoint. And uh, then, of course, uh, next uh, Sunday uh, we'll have a, a show at our regularly scheduled time. So, um, coming to you from the Hilltop Watchtower Crackpot Command Center in uh, Gitmo Nation West, the People's Republic of Southern California. Yay! I am the former Soviet spy known as Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley. And the sun actually is coming out a little earlier today, so it might be hot. I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll talk to you with any luck on Thursday, right here on No Agenda.